Hey you guys, so today we're going to get very personal, real deep um, for episode one. This is an introduction to me, my life, where I came from, and you guys are on the journey where God is leading me next, and I hope you guys enjoy. Her can be anyone who sets your mind to be. In my case, I want my heart to be elegant. I want my heart to be graceful. Lit is full of class. A woman full of integrity and wit, substance, and a whole lot of God in her. Who is your heart? Who do you want to become? She might be lost now, but here in this podcast is where she can be found. Hashtag becoming her. What's up, you guys? I woke up and I feel amazing. Um, I am so happy. You know, when you accomplish goals, when you do what you set your mind to do, like, you're just is is lit like i'm so happy it's 2020 i had a rough start of the year i brought in my new year in the hospital i was down with the flu and now i am almost fully recovered i still have the worst cough in the world um but i'm not contagious I had an extremely long week at work and I was tired. I slept in today and it felt so good, but I got up and I'm like, it's time to get to work. Like you can't sit, you can't ponder when you know you got goals to reach, when you know you got a destiny and a calling that God is calling you to walk in. Like it's it's no time for slumber. Like, and you know, my body was tired. Like this week was extremely long because the past two weeks we was getting off work early and, you know, the middle, like our weeks was getting cut short because of the holidays. And this was our first like full week at work. And it was a drag, like it was extremely long, but we survived. I survived. And now I can give the people what they've been waiting for. Drum roll, please. Episode one of Becoming Her, the self-care sessions. We are back in full effect. I am going to be committed and dedicated to you guys this year. Um, I put out a couple last year, just a little test run, um, just to see, you know, the just the feedback that I would get and to see, like, if people would, you know, be vibing with me, rocking with me. And y'all was, and now we're here. So let's just get right into it. So transitioning into 2020 was definitely rough for me. Um, I wasn't consistent when it came to putting out content just because spiritually it was a battle. Like trying to get to 2020 was definitely rough for me. Um, I was trying to get myself together because I was going through 
um, just separation and letting people go and trying to also establish myself, fighting depression, fighting anxiety. Um, it was just a lot because for me, I know what I want out of life. I know what I want to do. Um, and just knowing what God wants me to do and just like trying to put the pieces together like okay how are we gonna do this what am I gonna do how am I gonna get there and not seeing the results like it was definitely like unmotivating like I was just discouraged and I was filling myself up with so much self-doubt and um like self-sabotaging thoughts was just taking over my head because I felt like I couldn't do it. Like, I felt like I couldn't put out a podcast. I felt like I wasn't worthy enough to share my story, share my testimony, and just do what God was calling me to do. Like, and it was a fight. And anybody who has been following me know that I was uh, reading the entire Bible, uh, which was new to me as well. And so I was like trying to finish it before I enter into 2020. And so I did. Congrats. Yay. Um, um, and that was definitely a journey within itself, just remaining disciplined, um, and reading God's word and remaining dedicated in that, um, definitely was pushing myself to, um, finish that. That was a goal of mine because anybody who knows me, um, as I was growing up, I never truly was able to finish anything. Like I have so many great ideas. I start them and then I fail. Um, like, like legit, like you got to keep it 100. I failed, um, because I never finished it. Like I, I'm supposed to have a clothing line right now. I'm supposed to have albums and music and stuff out right now. Like, it's just so much that I'm just supposed to have right now that I don't have. And that's more than likely, more than likely, um, because probably because God had a different plan for me anyway. God had a different route for me to take than the route that I wanted to take. And um, the things that I had to go through to even get to this point, which um, we're about to call it, we're about to get into the reason for this title. And I know if you're looking at the title, you're probably like, okay, was T was good. Like, um, episode one is kind of like a story time today, kind of like an introduction story time all in one. Um, definitely going to get into deliverance and where God has delivered me from, what God has delivered me from, um, and how I even got here. Um, 2020, I'm definitely excited for all the things that God is getting ready to do. Like I said, it was a fight to even get to this point, but we're here and I'm grateful. Um, let me know down in the comments below what and where God has delivered you from um, going into this new decade, things that you were battling that you freed yourself from, um, definitely send me an email or comment down below. This is not YouTube, but <laughs> you know what I mean. Just let me know. I definitely want to do better at interacting with you guys this year, this season of Becoming Her, the self-care sessions, and we could talk about it. I never thought that I would be sitting here on a podcast encouraging other women to 
be their best selves, to be the woman that God has called them to be, like encouraging other women and promoting healing and love and just, I never thought that I would be doing this. Like if I was on a path of, I want to be a singer like I want albums out. I want to tour the world and I want to be rich and famous. Like I was on that type of stuff. Like I want to be rich. I want to be famous. I want to be a singer. And I mean, honestly, it all stopped abruptly anyway, because in 2014, I fell in love. <laughs> And falling in love definitely detoured me. And I don't know whether or not, (laughs) I mean, no, I can say that it definitely was a blessing. It hurt. Like the last five years of my last decade was a roller coaster. I fell in love with my coworker at the time. This was my first real job back in 2014. And she, at the time, had a girlfriend. And getting to know this coworker of mine, we'd be talking on the playground during uh, recreation. I I used to work for the after-school program. And so when the kids used to be out and playing, we used to be chopping it up and, you know, we was cool. Like, I looked at her, like, as a real homie, y'all. Like, I looked at her like a real deal homie. At that time, I wasn't even, like, identifying myself as a lesbian. Like, being gay was, like, nowhere in my mind. Like, legit. I was... A whole, I, I was interested in, wait, that sounded so wrong. Like, it sounded like I said I was a, a H-O. Like, no, I didn't mean to say that, say it like that. Hold on, sorry. <clears throat> I told you guys I have this nasty cough, but, um, like, I was a whole uh, singer. <laughs> like, I was trying to pursue a music career, and I liked guys so me falling in love with a woman that is absurd like I never thought that I would that would happen and so I met this girl and she was the homie she was cool I liked her as a friend we was chilling and so you know we'd have certain conversations where she'd come to me asking for my advice because i just so happened to be the same same sign as her girlfriend at the time and so she's asking me for advice like why does she act like this or why is she doing this it's kind of like i was being that shoulder to cry on for her like she's telling me all of this all of their you know, drama that they was having, you know, individually, you know, just telling me things that's going on in their home, you know, and asking for my advice. And I was giving it to her. She, what advice did I feel like I could give? I don't know. I guess I was just giving it from a Gemini point of view. (laughs) And so, you know, that happened. We had spring break. Um, She probably tried to hang out with me and everybody like, you know, I could have been 
you know, friends with her and the girlfriend and everything that summer. But I was busy. I was doing my own thing. She was busy. She was doing her own thing. We get back to work. Um, we have a meeting um, before we, you know, go back to the school sites. We have to have a, a whole staff meeting. And so staff meeting, she's like, oh, let's all carpool. So me and all of the coworkers that work at the specific school site that we worked at, we all carpooled together. And my mom dropped me off at her house. And mind you, she was living with her girlfriend at the time. My mom dropped me off at her house. And we go out there. We pick up our coworkers. Well, we pick up our coworkers. We go out there, have the meeting. On the way back from the meeting, my whole life changed. <laughs> like, my whole life changed. I was looking at her. I was in the passenger seat, and I was looking at her. And I was like, she kind of cute. Like, I think, what? Like, she, you know, she kind of cute or whatever. Um... <laughs> And I just thought she was extremely attractive. And that moment is when I started liking her. Like, for real, for real, started liking her. And she's on her way to drop me off at home. She lets me know that she has to pick up her girlfriend. And so we like, okay, like, so she dropped out everybody else. I was the last person that she was taking home. We pick up her girlfriend. The girlfriend didn't want to ride to take me home. And the girlfriend gets in the back seat, and we're in the girlfriend's car. This ain't even my coworker's car. This is my coworker's girlfriend car. Like <laughs> it gets real trifling, y'all. It gets trifling from here. And so she didn't want to ride to take me home, so she drops her off at the house. And then she takes me home and she apologized because at the time the girlfriend just had a really long day. She was upset. And um, and then, uh, yeah, so she apologized. And then she furthermore begins to just, you know, just express to me just her frustrations with her relationship at the time. And so, you know, I'm just we talking get home and then school starts and you know here we are having playground sessions again talking and in the midst of us talking now every day I'm developing a crush on this girl I'm developing a crush on my coworker. I'm subtweeting about it on my twitter this world LA is so small everybody know everybody so a lot of people was looking at my tweets like who is she talking about who is this who is she you know over here gushing over um and I kept it a secret until I posted a tweet with the girl's initial and people was putting two and two together sent it to the girlfriend girlfriend comes up to the school said tripping ready to fight her and all her peoples, her sisters, everybody. And because um, I posted like just pretty much I posted a picture of us that we took at the meeting a couple of weeks prior. And I was like, oh, this is my favorite coworker. <laughs> and then later on, I'm still just tweeting little stuff and just about my likings for her and I posted her initial and then it was like people put two and two together and sent it through numerous people and then it got to the girlfriend and then it went like that. Um, 
at this time, uh, my coworker, she knew that I liked her. I believe, I think. Um, no, she didn't. Wait, I mean, I mean, you could tell because we used to be on the playground. We used to flirt. Now at this point in time, like we flirted, and I remember it was a time she ha- she wears this ring on her ring finger, and I was like. Oh, is you married? I think I was trying to figure out if she had a girlfriend at the time. I don't know. And she was like, no, but I got a girlfriend now. I think I think she said that. Don't quote me, though. But <laughs> um, I was like, okay, so we used to flirt. But, like, it wasn't like we was just, like, you know, cupcaking. I, mean, I don't know. We just used to flirt. She was a flirt. And she told me that before anything. Like, she told me that she was a flirt like she's not a cheater she don't cheat on her girlfriend but she flirts with other women and i should have took that as a red flag before i got myself involved in this situation but i'm like i'm a big girl like whatever anyways so we was flirting and me on the other hand i was really catching feelings with all the flirts that was coming my way i was really like oh girl i like you like for real for real and yeah, so she ends up coming to my classroom and was like, I got to go. You know, she knows she's seen your Twitter, blah, blah, blah. Don't tweet nothing else. <laughs> so she leaves work. Whatever happens from there, they end up breaking up, quote unquote. Around September, another one of our coworkers had a birthday kickback. Had the birthday kickback. And we go, we're drinking. I was drinking at the time. Um, we're drinking. And that specific night, she was like, she was crying. She was like, they broke up, blah, blah, blah. And that night, we shared our first kiss. Why did I do that? I don't know. But I'm like, she's single, so I can kiss this girl. We can kiss, you know? And so... They done probably got back together oh, in that point of time, back together and broken up like multiple times. So the time I kissed her, she was technically single. Then we hanging out We for like that whole week, me and her, we hanging out outside of work now. We went bowling with my siblings. Like we just did, you know, we was hanging out. She was coming over. And yeah, like we was in the kissing stage. And then she like <laughs> I wanna say I wanna say she broke up with me because she was just like, I'm gonna make it work with her. I don't you know, we can't be doing we can't do this anymore, blah blah blah. So I was hurt, I was mad, I smashed off, like dropped her off at home, went home, was crying my eyes out. I was like eighteen at the time, turned no, at the time I had just turned nineteen. So I was young and I was in my feelings, I was hurt, I was crying, and I'm just like I cannot believe this. Like, what are you doing? You leading me on. You want to go out and you want to hang out with me and my my little siblings. And we going bowling. We going out to eat. You want to see me? You want to do this? Like, I was hot. And I dropped her off at home. I was devastated. And so everybody could tell that something was going on at this point at work because we wasn't talking at work. Like, everybody who's around us, they looking like, oh, okay, like, 
you know, they super close. And then now all of a sudden they're super distant. And so we was not like, I was heard. She was looking how she was looking. I'm just like, whatever, I'm cool. So, you know, and then we wasn't coming to work together because we used to ride to work together. I used to pick her up. We used to go to work together, everything. And then, of course, she used to get picked up by the girlfriend at the time because they was living together still. So even through all those little mini breakups, they were still living together. And so then I believe it was around October-ish is when they officially, like, broke up, broke up, right? And so here it is. This was the start of a horrible cycle like I said the last five years of my previous decade was the it was good and it was bad like so they officially like broke up or whatever and so we end up talking we end up texting again and she's telling me like oh we broke up like for good but they were still living together and if you ask me they was living together for the next two years of this cycle so yeah go figure nikki like what the heck you should have ran i didn't run i I ran i didn't run away i kept running too and so um going into november now it's the holidays and you know, we talking. Now we in our talking stage. Now we're on the phone all day going to where, where we working together. So I'm seeing her every day. So we're talking. We're flirting. She going home and she's limiting her text messages to me because, of course, she's living with the ex. Now I can identify her as an ex-girlfriend. She's living with her ex-girlfriend. And so she's older than me by a few years. So, like like I said, I was 19 at the time. And so whatever she was telling me, I was believing. And this went on for the whole five years. Like, I definitely went through being manipulated, being lied to, being downplayed on. Like, it was bad. So now she's living with the ex. And... 2015 comes um and we talking talking like we have now entered into the stage where we have had intercourse not to be like super tmi but we've had intercourse now and you already know when you have sexual intercourse with someone that is when emotions um like arise and now y'all exchanging spirits (laughs) like you are at that point where spirits have been exchanged feelings is like at an all-time high you've had sex with someone and that is what just went everything just went completely left after that so 2015 is here and now we're having intercourse not all the time but like you know we you know we was at that stage my birthday is coming up in may and she ends up doing something really nice for me for my birthday getting me all types of uh she got me gifts like she got me edible arrangements she took me out get massage everything to get um she took me out to you know lunch everything was super great for my birthday that year and i posted everything 
and it was just so much drama now between me and the ex-girlfriend ex-girlfriend just completely despised me and hated me because I was now identified as a homewrecker I wrecked the home you know at the time the girl that I was working with, I need like code names. Okay, so the girl that I was involved with for the last five years, we're going to say her name is Ashley, okay? So her name is Ashley. So Ashley was telling me like, you didn't break up our home. You probably added fuel to the fire, but you're not a home wrecker. You didn't wreck our home. We was already bad. Yada, yada, yada. She's telling me all this to make me feel better, to make me feel good, because I was getting attacked. Like, I was getting shade thrown subliminally all on Twitter. It turned into a whole lurk fest. Like, if y'all watch you... With Joe, if y'all seen you on Netflix and y'all know who Joe is, Joe Goldberg, like I was a Joe Goldberg, the ex was a Joe Goldberg, like so it's two Joe Goldbergs like against each other, but we're on Twitter just subliminally just now it's kind of like the boy is mine, the boy is mine, boy is mine type, like she trying to post her, trying to make me jealous. I'm trying to post little stuff about her to make her jealous because at the end of the day, they was living together. They, you know, like family is all super close and here it is. It just, you like on the side, <laughs> like talking about me, like I'm on the side with this girl also showcasing her like, this is what she doing for me and this is real what we have is real we growing we building we doing this and so then her birthday comes around and i see stuff that the girl was that ashley was doing for the girlfriend or the ex-girlfriend <coughs> excuse me and so i'm seeing all this so now it was like every time the girl's birthday came around my heart was devastated because I would just be hurt. And so I'm looking at Ashley like, what are you doing? You want to sit here and tell me you're not messing with this girl no more. You want to sit here and tell me that y'all done and this is over and you just, this that's just where you laying your head at. Like how stupid was I, first of all, because I got to be, I must, I know, I lost myself, y'all. Like I completely lost myself dealing with her. I lost myself because I fell in love. I fell head over heels over this girl. I put her on a pedestal. Like, I, like, idolized her. Like, I put her before all of my needs. I put her before my family. I put her before anything. I used to drop any and everything. Like, I could be way in Texas right now dealing with a family emergency like one of my family members died and if Ashley would have called me and was like I need you I would have did anything in my power to get on a plane from Texas to come back to California to attend to her very need what forget whatever family situation I'm going through like that's how deep it was with her like I did not have a backbone I did not have like I lost all self everything and so it's like I put myself in this horrible 
situation, but I put myself so deep that I didn't even know how to get out. And mind you, when I even started getting to a point where I'm like, I'm good, I'm done, forget you, block, she's like doing everything in her power to keep me. So she's going out of her way and sending me emails and trying to get me back and I'm falling for it. You know, she I done went through the whole she blocking me with her or she'll leave me spend the day with me leave me of course she was going back home to her and she's swearing up and down she's not doing nothing but she would never want to talk to me on the phone while she was at home with the girl she would never do any of that so it was kind of like she would no it wasn't kind of like she was she was with me and with her at the same time and it was like but she was lying about it. Like her lies was becoming so tough. Like you had no choice but to believe her. Like that's how good her lies was. Like she would cry. She would like, she cleaned up her stuff well, like legit. And you probably like, how does you, how did you deal with this for five years? Like 2015, she was trying to say she's single she's not with nobody so she's doing her thing she wants to make it seem like i was the like the main female that she like the, the only female that she really talking to and you know dealing with having sex with and everything she wants to make it seem like i was the only one and every time she went home it was just bad they wasn't sleeping in the same room together everything was just completely like everything like my at this time you know I was calling it intuition but my discernment was like no like you over here you lying to me but she would like make it seem like she wasn't like she would definitely cover up all her tracks and everything trying to make me feel good and it worked like just to get those thoughts out of my head like nah Nikki you tripping like I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. You tripping, you tripping. Or she would try to flip the script and try to go off on me and cuss me out and say, this is what I'm, this is what I'm talking about. You don't trust me. How are we supposed to be together if you don't trust? Like she started like really flipping the script. Like, no, like you tripping, I'm done with you. And so then here it is. I'm crying. Cause I'm like, you done with me? Like, and so I'm like begging for her to come back and telling her I'm sorry. And mind you, I said me and the ex-girlfriend was like Joe Goldberg. So I done made fake Snapchats, fake everything to try to lurk and see what this girl is doing. And that's how Ashley would get caught up in all of her lies because I would lurk on Snapchat and Twitter and on everybody page and I'll see her in the background or I'll see a finger or a foot or like legit like I could legit see Ashley's finger in the background and know that they together and she would lie to me or she would try to be like it ain't nothing and it's just we friends like she would just say all types of stuff to make me believe otherwise than what my discernment was telling me and so 2016 and 15 was the same, just the same cycle, just lurking and calling her out on it. And she wanted to make me feel like I'm stupid and all that. 2017 comes 
and it was Valentine's Day, and I uploaded, you know, pictures of me and her on my Snapchat. And the other Joe Goldberg seen it, and I guess was pressing, you know, Ashley about it. And that's another thing that we used to get into it about, because I used to tell her, what is your ex-girlfriend pressing you about what's on my page or what I post or what I tweet about you? What you coming to me for? Like, she actually would come to me and be like, you need to take this down. Like, I used to have to be the one to take down pictures, tweets, all types of stuff. Even if I was posting subliminally about her, just being in love and just talking about love and just whatever, posting whereabouts like, oh, at the movies with her and blah, blah, blah. Whatever I suppose, I used to get cussed out damn near by Ashley because it was just like, post, take that down. You being messy. You trying to be messy. Like, I was legit her best kept secret. Like, even though people wasn't stupid and knew what happened and knew that she was messing with me and knew that I was talking about her. Like I was like her best kept secret. It was no showing off, no nothing when it came to me and her. But the ex could freely show her off, post, make subs about her or whatever, and it'd be fine. And I'd be tripping when I call her out on it. And it's like, you tripping, it ain't even about me. Or she wasn't even with me. She doing this to make you jealous. She just trying to make you mad. She just trying to get under your skin and you letting her. So 2017 comes and it's Valentine's Day. I'm on Snapchat. Mind you, Snapchat's supposed to be private. You got to at least make a fake Snapchat and add that person for them to see whatever's on your Snapchat. And so I posted little stuff about... You know, I posted little snaps and stuff with Ashley on my Snapchat and the ex-girlfriend seen it and I guess started pressing Ashley about it. Ashley calls me, cussing me out, going up on me, blocks me. Like her favorite thing to do was block me. Like my favorite thing to do was cry and go crazy and do pull-ups, do pop-ups. And I didn't even care like to win her back. Like one time she blocked me. And I ran out of my house, no shoes, got in my car, drove to her job, and she seen me on the cameras, and I'm crying, like, legit crying, telling her to, like, talk to me, like, and she would just, like, she would be like, go home, and she was on the phone with me until I got home, when I got home, she blocked me again, like, and because of something she did that I seen that I was pressing about, like, she was so mad at the fact that I was making fake Snapchats, and lurking and I used to lie about it like no I'm not doing that no I'm not doing that and so I guess she would go to war with me because the ex-girlfriend would be like um she she looking on my stuff she looking on my stuff and when Ashley would press me about it she would I would deny it yeah of course I would deny it because if I tell you yeah and I know that you're gonna stop talking to me and you're gonna like block me and leave me alone like, I'm going to deny the heck out of it. And so I used to deny it. And then, you know, what's done in the dark comes to light. It used to come to light. And then she used to be done with me and try to block me. And it, y'all got to keep up with the story. Like, I'm trying to basically summarize all of my five years that I've dealt with in one. But 2017 came. And I posted a um, little glimpse of her on Snapchat. The ex-girlfriend seen it. Ashley calls me, 
presses me, cusses me out, says she's done, blocks me. So I'm like, you know what, whatever, I don't care. Two days later, I had called the Ashley sister. And I'm like, what's the ex-girlfriend's phone number? Mind you, no, ain't no mind you, I didn't even tell y'all. The ex-girlfriend lived right down the street from me. At this point, 2017, they finally moved out of the apartments together. They was living in one apartment, moved out of one apartment to another apartment. So you already know that was another little argument within itself. But then again, what did it do? Because I was still around in 2016. So now 2017, now the girl is living down the street from me at her mom's house. And so she was down the street from me and I was like, what's her number? Because now at this point, I'm done subbing. I'm done being petty on social media. We've never exchanged words ever in life. I said, what's her number? She's like, oh, no, Nikki, no. Like I'm like, yeah, what's her number? And so she gives me the number. No, no, no. She lets the the ex-girlfriend know that I want to meet up with her. I want to talk to her. So the ex-girlfriend agreed. We ended up linking up, pulling up. As soon as she told me, I smashed down the street. In like five minutes, I was there. We outside. We're talking. Our whole conversation was a good eight hours. Like, we both ended up calling off work because we was that deep into the conversation going over the last two years of our lives with this same woman. Like, and just the things that unraveled in that conversation was heartbreaking. And Ashley, at the time, had packed up her stuff and moved out of state. She moved out of state. She wasn't that far, but she just moved out of state. I'm not going to disclose where she, you know, moved or whatever. I'm not disclosing, you know, names or whatever. But she moved out of state. And we sitting there. She has no idea, no clue that the two women that she's going back and forth with is now sitting, standing in person. Like, on some Barbara, this is Shirley type, woman to woman type. Like, now we're talking. And going over the last two years of our lives, and we were in complete disbelief because this girl was doing the exact same thing she was doing to her. She was doing to me the exact same thing that she was doing to me. She was doing to her. Um, it was to the point that she was even having sex with us on the same days. Like she'll have sex with me on on one day, go home to the ex girlfriend, have sex with her that same night. Like just disgusting, disgusting. Like this is stuff that we was going through. And we were in disbelief. And so we called her. (laughs) We called her. The ex-girlfriend started talking first and was like asking her questions about me on speaker. And I'm listening to Ashley deny me everything in regards to me, downplaying me, everything. Doing the most. And then I was like, really? For real? And she was like, whoa, like she was completely shocked. 
And she's like, yeah. So then she starts trying to apologize. And she calling me, apologizing to me and calling her and all this. And it was just so much. Ask me, did it end there? I'll wait. Because it didn't. It didn't even end there. Mind you, we're only in 2017. The beginning of 2017 of that. I did not completely free myself from this girl in that situation until 2019, the beginning of 2019. Like, so you can only imagine the type of healing that I needed to go through to be completely healed from this situation because it lasted the whole entire rest of the decade from 2014 up until 2019. Like, I be telling everybody, like, I should be in a mental hospital by now. I should be, like, I should be dead from suicide because it was definitely moments where I was ready to kill myself. And I know you guys are like, you you stupid or you you should have just walked away you chose to stay in that situation like it it's it wasn't that easy like i come from a background of abandonment rejection like i battled with so many of those things and ultimately she was filling those voids she was the one who was showing me love and giving me the love that I never received. Even though, you know, behind closed doors, she was, you know, lowballing me and, you know, disrespecting me behind my back. You know, I, again, I was young. So whatever that she was telling me, I was believing like she was feeding me all types of goodness and I was receiving it. I was getting full and I just I had it. Like, I just couldn't, I don't know. <laughs> like, it was, it was fulfilling for me. And I, it wasn't, it was something that I just couldn't let go. Like, soul ties are real, y'all. And we're going to get into that, you know, later. But, like, the soul tie that I had with her was real. And it wasn't just something that I can just easily walk away from. I was head over heels in love with her. And so finding all this out, we done went off on her. We hung up the phone with her. Me and her done chopped it up. And so now we went, now we're in the whole forget her phase, me and the ex-girlfriend. We're in the forget her stage. And so now me and her are like, wow, she made us hate each other over the years over her lies and over her crap. Like, and we have no reason to really have this beef because it was all her. It was all her fault, you know? Like, and I definitely take accountability just for my actions and getting myself involved with somebody who was even involved with somebody else, regardless if they was having, you know, a rocky relationship at the moment. I always, like, took full accountability. Like, I should have just fell back. Like, I should have just looked at all the signs and just was like, no. Like, and 
I definitely wasn't walking in my full calling. So, you know, God was nowhere even in my head. Like God was nowhere, you know, on my mind to be like, you know, lesbianism. No, no, no. X, X, X. Like that wasn't even nowhere around me. So I definitely wasn't (laughs) thinking about none of that. And so I always took full accountability just for getting myself involved in the first place. So y'all ain't got to bash me in the comments like, well, you shouldn't have never. Like, yo, I already, already know. Like, um, but yeah, she definitely was manipulating the both of us. Like, you know, making it seem like we copying each other and I want to be like her. She want to be like me and denying that. Like, it was just so much. And so me and the ex-girlfriend, we decided to um, hang out for the rest of the night, talk. And um, that was that. We like, we can't mess with her no more. We can't mess with her no more. And so this is where the back and forth still continues because you got me. I'm hurt, but I'm obviously still in love with this girl. You got her. She's hurt, but obviously she's still in love with this girl. And she has more years than me. Like, she has more years with this girl with me. So her soul tie was much stronger than mine's. Like, so we got, it's two hurt girls over this one girl and we trying to make a pact between each other now to leave her alone. But guess what? None of us is leaving her alone. And so it started causing like as long as me and her would me and the ex-girlfriend was talking and being cool, it was like we good. But whoever falls back on Ashley, we ain't good no more. And so all of 2017, that was the cycle. Me and the ex-girlfriend were super cool. Then we falling back out because one of us is still keeping in contact with Ashley. Wait, I lied y'all. So, well, I didn't lie, but so she wasn't, she was not out of state at that moment when we did the little double phone call and we called her. She was not out of state in that moment. I believe she was out here because I'm about to tell you where it just, my heart, So she, that was on the 16th, February 16th. I will never forget that day. We ended up getting together on February 20th. Okay. This is like, she made it official with me. So two years later, mind you, this is, mind you, this was 2014, 2017, February 20th. She asks me to be her girlfriend. And we already know I said yes, like an idiot. So February 16th, me and the ex-girlfriend, let me think of a name for her real quick. We're going to say her name is Sharon. I don't know why Sharon just came to my head. But so Sharon, so Sharon is the ex-girlfriend. Sharon is the other woman. And then you have Ashley. So me and Sharon um, and her friend, uh, was all 
hanging out that night. Well, I mean, like, we just was like, let's go on a drive, little late night drive, bump music. Like, that was a thing for me, but not only for me, it was a thing for her, too. And so, um, legit, like, me and Sharon was, like, twins. Like, I can probably still to this day say that me and her are, like, twins. We are legit so much alike and later on in the year we started finding that out just off gp with like without her um yeah <clears throat> but we went on the late night drive bumping music just need to clear our head blah 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 dropped them back off and i went home you know it was definitely an emotional you know roller coaster for me because it was just like I was hurt and I was crying behind the situation. I got to know Sharon a little bit more and she's actually an amazing woman. Like hands down, I still say this today, she is an amazing woman. Um, and so she was she she was great and I'm just like, dang, like, you know, all this could have been avoided if I would have never got myself in that situation and who knows what God could have done, you know, just whatever um, in that situation. Because she was she was really great. She's really great. And so, oh, whatever. At that moment, it was just emotions without an all-time high. And so, of course, you have Ashley calling, blowing up phones, you know, trying to make things right with either one of us. Whoever she can get first. Sharon wasn't an easy cracker, but like me, I was extremely gullible. And so it was just easy for me to just fall, you know, fall back into her arms. And so she ends up coming over my house on the 20th. Of course, I had to obviously let her over. And so she wanted to talk and I tried to be stubborn and I wanted to just like, you know, I did, I probably think I did go off on her and she just was apologetic. And, um, at this time, no, nobody was home. And so it was just me and her and we're on the couch. One thing led to another and yeah, you guys could more than likely guess what happened and yeah i was back in her arms she had asked me to be her girlfriend like for real for real this time like officially like the real deal no games <laughs> like boom let me stamp this title on you real quick and i was so thirsty so i was like yeah boom whatever so forget all the little stuff I was talking to Sharon with about, um, I got her and now this is my girlfriend, like this, my boo. And at the time it was just like, you know, I was still in love with her regardless of whatever. Like I was still head over heels with her. So now I'm the girlfriend. Whoop de doo. That's like really legit. Nothing for me to be <laughs> proud about now. Like. Heck no, like that is nothing for me to be excited about. Like, but at that moment, I felt good. Like, I'm just like, wow, like she chose up, she chose me. Like, ugh, yeah, it's real trash. And so I start like showboating, like posting her on my social media, like, yeah, this is my bae, this is my baby. 
that caused so much drama like people was ready to fight and she would tell me like you need to stop doing that and you need to it's too soon and you boasting and it's not doing nothing and think about her healing process and and what she got to go through and in my head at the time I was just like I was understanding, but then I was just like, no, like I've, you've always been keeping me in the dark type. So it was just like, I don't know how to explain it. It was just, I was feeling good, but then it was like, I, I seen where she was coming from. But at the moment, I at that moment, I didn't want to see where she was coming from. Cause I'm just like, you know, like I'm your girlfriend, but yeah. So now we together quote unquote and so she's in vegas she moves to vegas i ended up saying where she moved but oh well it's not like y'all know who i'm talking about anyway um so she moves to vegas and so um it's like a long distance relationship so me and her we talking i'm at a point now where I'm going out there to see her all the time. I like scratch that jumping. So now we together. Her birthday is coming up. Her birthday is in March. Her birthday is coming up. And, you know, I've always been big on her birthday, like going all out for her birthday. Ask me, did I get that same energy? No, I didn't because Keep in mind, back in 2015, I told you guys that she did all these really nice things for me. I posted it, and guess what? That was the last time she did it because she was afraid whatever that whatever she do for me was going to get posted. And, of course, she was going to get chewed out by everybody on Sharon's side, Sharon family, and from Sharon because she's lying to these people saying that she not messing with me. She not, we like, she's saying, lying to them, feeding them all types of lies. And so when I post something, she's getting chewed out about it because she's lying to them and saying, you know, telling them opposite, just like, I'm chewing her out because she's lying to me, telling me opposite about Sharon and her family and whatever the case may be. And so her birthday was coming around 2017. I honestly don't remember what I did for her on her birthday. Um, but stuff like that was super important to me because I'm like, okay, if you with me on your birthday or your on, on, or on holidays, I got the one up. Like that's like the competition spirit was thick. Like, it was like, I got one up on you. She got one up on me. Like, it was sick, y'all. It was sick. It was sick. So, birthdays came. Fast forward, we May. My birthday is coming back around. My birthday in 2017, I forgot what I did. But she wasn't there on my birthday, per usual, the Sharon's birthday comes around. She's with Sharon around her birthday per usual. Um, but no, I lied, y'all. My birthday weekend, I went to Vegas because my birthday falls around Memorial weekend. And she lived out there. So I seen her around my birthday weekend. But as far as asking me if I got anything special, no, I didn't. Um, in between February and March, we had a breakup, I'm sure. Um, but it was because 
me and Sharon between those months met up again met up again because things just wasn't sitting right like it was just like something's not right we met up again and here it is she's playing both of us again like and it's just like wow and this time I believe she was all the way in Vegas so we meet up again she doing the same thing again playing us both so now we like f her forget her we done so here it is I'm done with her I'm breaking up with her we good because I still find out you still want to mess with Sharon and tell Sharon all these sweet nothings and so now me and Sharon now we back so now we talking we you know getting to know each other again some more bonding some more but it was still kind of like some i gotta keep a close eye on you or because it's like who gonna go back to ashley first who gonna go back to her who gonna who gonna fall back one of us is gonna do it but i'm trying to peep you and see who so it was kind of it seemed fake <laughs> like but it was just like i don't know it was like we was keeping an eye on each other to see who whether or not you really not gonna fall back on her or you know you gonna stick this out so may comes obviously i was the one who kept falling back because i guess it was just super easy for that to happen i kept falling back um to her but i mean it really don't make no difference because even though i was falling back to her she was falling back to ashley as well because it takes two to tango and <laughs> ashley clearly was tangoing with two people but i mean you had to be giving her the attention that she was trying to get from you as well but um so yeah may comes I'm out there. I'm with her. That's that. Obviously, we got back together. We have a new date now. So the new date, I think, was May 10th. That was our new relationship date of us getting back together. Yeah, and we ended up breaking up in between February and May because of the whole drama and me showcasing and showboating her and uploading our little pictures that we had together like all on social media and it was just too much and she quote-unquote couldn't handle it couldn't do it whatever may comes around we get back together and yeah come to find out she was still messing with sharon of course and i guess sharon tells me around that time they was cuddling and all that stuff just she cheated on me and all, it's just oh my goodness it was just frustrating and so um a few months go down mm, i want to say like july august whatever the time in 2017 um I was going out there like clockwork. I was going to Vegas like clockwork. Um, I used to work at the post office at the time. And so every weekend, legit, I was on the freeway smashing down the 15 to get to Vegas to go and be with her, spend time with her or whatever. Because she was saying like she was so depressed out there and things wasn't working out for her how she wanted to be. And so me, like, 
I have a heart, so I I definitely cared, and I didn't want her to, you know, feel that way. And I'm like, so I was smashing out there every weekend. And it was one weekend, she did not want me to come out there. And she, like, low-key started an argument with me, and I was so confused. Like, you you being funny, like, you acting weird. Like, why you acting weird? And so here I am, I go into my Joe Goldberg, and I'm lurking, and I'm, like, looking on social media, and you know, trying to see what I could find on sharing stuff. And I don't think, I don't think I found anything, but it was still something that just wasn't sitting around me. I'm like, you, I come out there every weekend. All of a sudden this weekend, you didn't want me to, you know, come, you start an argument. Now you don't want to talk to me. You, you know, whatever. So then the week after, you know, we talking and I was sending her little Snapchat videos of myself and she sending me hard eyes and she was like, oh, I want to see you come through. First of all, it was like on some, you think you live 10, 15, 20 minutes away from me. Like you asking me to come through and you stay four hours away. But guess what? I got up, I packed my stuff and I was on the freeway that night, period. Smashing down to 15, got there we together and you know I go in there and she got my our picture that we had our couple picture up in a frame and just everything everything that weekend was it that weekend um that weekend was kind of rough for us um I don't know if it was that weekend or a couple of weekends after maybe but we was going through it and I wanted us to get back together. I wanted us to get back together. Of course, we was broken up. <laughs> so our little 15 minute relationship didn't really last long, you know, as far as what the title goes. But we was um, we was going through it. And that day that well, the next morning, I'm noticing her like texting on her phone and stuff and. I'm like looking at her like, you know, what is what is you doing? You know, we go hang out with her cousins and stuff and, you know, we hanging out and she's just constantly texting, like texting on her phone, being extremely distant. And I'm just sitting here and I'm like, I know she was talking to Sharon. I know she was talking to Sharon and it was just my gut was just stabbing me. So my anxiety was through the roof like I was going through it. She was not caring. We went out to eat and I'm trying to talk about us and working on us. And she has the audacity to be like, you know, no, like I told you I'm good or blah, blah, blah. But you want to lay up with me. You want to kiss all up on me. You want to do all of this and blah, 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 whatever. So we just kept arguing. We arguing. We getting into it that whole little weekend. Like it was bad get to the house she's on facetime with sharon's uh sisters on facetime with her on with them and i'm upstairs like hot like i'm mad i'm crying because it's just like you you want to laugh and give them all the attention but it's like what about me like and mind you she was lying to me when we was together previous like when we was together and i was previously going out there and we was good she was lying to me saying that she wasn't like talking to her but kind of find out that she was emailing her like emailing her telling talking about i miss you like all types of crap and so um that weekend you know it was just bad and so that night 
as we were getting ready to go to sleep, I'm like having the worst anxiety attack and she wasn't doing nothing about it, but just laying there in the bed, like wasn't helping me. Like I just, I couldn't breathe. I'm going through it. I'm having the worst anxiety attack. And she was just like nonchalant, like not helping me. And then she had the nerve to get upset. Like she was getting upset with me having anxiety like having a whole anxiety attack and so i leave out the house i drove off knowing i couldn't even i shouldn't have even been driving in that condition in that state like my anxiety was that bad i went and drove up like this hill that was around the corner from the house that she was standing at the time and she texts me and she's like if you're gonna be doing all that you could be you can go home right now you could pack your ish and go and blah 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 and I read that and I'm even worse drove back to the house went back upstairs I'm sitting on a bed I'm crying I'm going through it she's not caring the next morning I wake up I'm crying having anxiety I'm throwing up she's like I'm gonna drive you to LA and I'm gonna catch the Greyhound back because I was so out of it like I couldn't even drive and so at the moment at the time it didn't even register to me like you finna drive all the way back to LA and then catch the Greyhound where you gonna stay at when you come out here oh okay like come on now like so at that time it was just like dang like (laughs) you stupid like you stupid? Okay. Like, but like, so I'm like throwing up, having anxiety. So then we end up getting in the car, heading back to LA, stop at the gas station. And it's so crazy how God moves, how God works. Like God always wanted to reveal everything. Every time me and Sharon linked up and was exchanging all the bull crap that Ashley was doing it was nothing but God like God was dead trying to be like yo this girl's trash like I have better for y'all what are y'all doing like and it just wasn't clicking and so we on our way back to LA we stopped ironically Sharon's best friend is at that gas station in Vegas and so she's seen Ashley and knew that she was with me because obviously I was in the car. My windows is not was not tended. And so next thing you know, pump the gas, heading to the freeway, about to get on the freeway. Boom. Sharon's calling Ashley's phone. Ashley's not answering the phone. Sharon starts calling my phone. Ashley snatches my phone out of my hand and puts it in the door compartment next to her and so I'm like give me my phone mind you we are on a four-hour ride back to LA so I'm like give me my phone she like no for what you want to be messy you being messy blah 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 and I'm like give me my phone so now we're arguing dead arguing I ended up getting my phone I call Sharon back and she's like you're are you with Ashley I'm like, yes. And so she starts laughing. And so I'm sitting here and I'm looking at Ashley like, what did you like? What What's up? What, what am I getting these phone calls for? Why is she calling me? Like, if, if it's nothing between y'all, why is she calling me right now? What is the issue? And so 
All that happened. So she wanted to link up when we got to LA. All three of us, like, let's talk. Like, we all gonna talk. And so I'm like, bet. And so Ashley's like, oh, yeah, you love that, huh? You always being messy. You always just being messy. Now she's obviously trying to make me feel bad about myself. She's like, yeah, you always want to be messy. You being messy. You being messy. And I'm just like, how am I being messy? Like, so we argued, like, the whole way back to L.A. Like, it was quiet. So then I started playing music. I'm playing music, but I'm playing all types of subliminal music towards her. Like, all types of you trash, you ain't nothing. And, like, my thing is R&B. And so I was playing all the little R&B, breakup, you ain't nothing music. And she looking like, what you playing this stuff for? Like, she like, why you playing this? Turn this off. Like, I have played Tank off, um, off your hands. She was hot. Like, she like, what you playing that for? And blah, blah, blah. Like, it was just too much. So, it was like <laughs> a ride to hell back to L.A. Like, we was legit going through what I'm having anxiety, of course. Going just, ugh, it was horrible. Pull up to L.A. Pull up. Sharon's already in the meetup spot. Pull up. We get out the car. So, now we having a Ponderosa. Like, we just talking and Ashley is just full-fledged lying and Ashley is pretty much on like trying to downplay me in front of Sharon like you get in front of Sharon and now you're trying to downplay me blah 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 kind of find out she was texting her um good morning beautiful blah 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 while we in the bed in Vegas this past weekend like talking to her telling her all types of stuff and so she's downplaying me and I'm just sitting here and I'm really like wow and so she's like calling me a liar when I'm telling all of my truth to Sharon she's calling me a liar or whatever she getting hyped in the chest and so Sharon's telling her to calm down and she's like nah f that b and I was so shocked because she has never ever 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 disrespected me like that I mean like of course she disrespected me like of course just by her actions and what she was doing but she's never ever called me out of my name and so she showed out and called me out of my name in front of her which was one embarrassing because I'm just like wow this is what you're doing in front of her and so I I high key wanted to cry but I'm like you're not finna see me you know choke you're not finna see me sweat I'm not finna do none of that and you know they probably gonna listen to this and yeah y'all know now that I just you know was about to cry but you know that really hurt my feelings and so um we was about to fight like I was really about to take off on her like it was it was bad. But either way, that whole little Ponderosa that was had, she ends up walking away with Sharon. And they go into Sharon's house. I drove off to my friend at the time to go see her and cry on her shoulder about just the whole situation at hand. And so, blocked her off of everything. Was dumb with her like completely done come to find out of course because i ended up finding out through sharon she goes in the house with her and she was begging pleading crying like asking for her to come back like on her knees like legit just 
baby, I'm sorry. And so I'm just like, wow, like I cannot freaking believe this right now. And so um, two weeks go by, two full weeks go by. I get a number, I get a call from a block number. Of course, I know who this block number is. Um, it said unknown caller. And so I answer the phone. It's her, per usual. Um, I hung up the phone and she's calling me back to back. I ended up answering the phone per usual. Now we're talking. Now we're FaceTiming. Now we are back in each other's lives. We're going to put it that way. We're FaceTiming. She's apologizing about calling me on my name. Um, I ended up accepting her apology. And now we working on us, quote unquote. Now we working on us. So obviously you and Sharon wasn't working out. So now you want to come back and work things out with me. Okay, cool. Because obviously I fell for it. And now me and her are back in each other's lives. Now me and her are working on each other. We working it out. So we texting, we calling, we doing this, we doing that. And of course it never ended because... I was still being a Joe Goldberg and lurking on Sharon's Instagram, Snapchat, blah, blah, blah. And I'm still noticing little tweets or little posts and that I know has no for a fact has to do with Ashley. And so now we are going into 2018. We're going into 2018. Uh, the holidays, I can't I, like the holidays for 2017 was a blur. Um, but I do know 2017, I brought in. Oh no, the holidays was definitely. Oh wait a minute, I'm sorry, y'all. Wait. So that happened, right? So now me and her are back into each other's lives. And so I ended up getting my first apartment in July. I moved into my first apartment in July on July in July on my mom's birthday to be exact. I moved into my first apartment and I was so geeked because obviously I'm like, okay, I got my boo back and I got my own place. And so you could be at my place and we chilling and you feel me? You, you can move in with me, period. But no, of course that wasn't going to happen because she's still playing the field. She's still playing me. She's still playing her. So, and she was still... She at this point she's back and forth from Vegas to LA, Vegas to LA. And so this time she's back in LA, but she's like house to house at the moment. And so I moved to the IE area and she's out here. And so she's coming to my house, spending, you know, days at a time with me. She, you know, bought stuff for my apartment. Um, for my room and my bathroom like she hooked everything up for me like she bought you know just my essentials that I needed to be comfortable at home and so she'll come and you know spend you know some days with me and then she'll be like okay I'm going to my best friend house and kind of find out going to her best friend house she was going to Sharon's house and spending days and 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 you know days at a time with her so it's just like legit like I told y'all she'll spend three days with me straight 
And then don't I wouldn't see her for the rest of the week because the rest of the week she's spending days on top of days with Sharon, her family and you know all that. And so it was like she she's doing it back and forth again, like period, again, period. And so I remember one one night I had to go to work and I think me and her got into it. We got into it and I ended up dropping her off um at a bus station at a bus stop by my job and you know of course she got on the bus and went to Sharon's house and was staying out there so it was just like it was she obviously didn't move in with me but like she'll come she'll be at my house and then I wasn't even at my apartment long just because I you know kind of went through some little you know troubles car troubles and stuff and so um excuse me um, so I ended up moving out of my apartment in September and like things are, it's so crazy when you know, like you're not <laughs> following like what God wants you to do. Even though I still, like I was serving in church, like I was going to church, I was going to church and I was in choir and praise dance, but my lifestyle Monday through Saturday was not matching my church life on Sundays or Wednesdays for Bible study like or when it was time to go somewhere minister like I was the type to go to church shout on shout on Sundays and then after church ready to go and be fast and be in the world and just do what I wanted to do like my lifestyle was not matching up to how I was on Sundays and so um and mind you the church that I was going to she introduced me to she told me about she was like um when we first met I told her I was like yeah my my grandmother's been you know hounding me about getting back into church you really need to get into church and I said I grew up and I went to the the church that I grew up in was um is across the street from the church that she was going to her and Sharon was going to and so she invites me to that church and so I ended up going to that church and I joined the choir and everything and then Sharon stopped going because it was just like you brought this girl to you know my sanctuary my home my peace and it's disturbed now because the woman that you is messing with is now in the choir stands, on the praise dance team, like, so she ended up stopped going, and, um, Sharon never really, uh, no, Sharon stopped going, but Ashley never really stopped, she was, like, in and out whenever her emotions was intact, um, but she never stopped going, um, but Sharon definitely stopped going for a little bit, and so, um, yeah, so fast forward, lost my, um, lost my apartment, lost my car in September and I went through a season of homelessness um with my family and so I was staying from hotel to hotel um and then I ended up going to school for medical assistant in October um around October and you know here and there she was still there I was still obviously talking to her um, but she was going through her season of, you know, what she was going through at the time. Um, and of course, you know, she never left Sharon's side. Like they obviously was still 
in cahoots. And so, but we, at this point, we wasn't, like, saying we was together. Or I was saying, like, she was my girlfriend. But, I mean, obviously, it was still some interaction. But I was going through what I was going through. So, it wasn't really, like, it was really hard for us to really see each other. But, you know, the hotels that I was staying in, like, she would come and we'll hang out, like, and talk outside. And I'll definitely talk about us, you know, getting back together. But, you know, obviously, it just, it wasn't the right time. Just couldn't happen. Um... Mm, I wonder why, huh? Mm, hmm, hmm, hmm. But, um, yeah. And so then December, I lost my grandmother. Um, I'm, um, and at this time, I wasn't homeless anymore. I definitely, you know, it was in the home with where I am now with my sister, my amazing and lovely sister. She is everything to me. Um, you guys will definitely get a chance to meet her um, on this podcast. But um, I was with my sister in October, and I've been living with my sister ever since. Um, and so, so once I started moving in with my sister and I had access to a car, that's when it was like me and her was back on a roll again. And I was going to see her, like, all the time and hanging out with her and just... Oh, it was a mess. And so December, I lost my grandmother. Um, and she accompanied me at the funeral. And then I ended up losing my minister of music um, at the church that I was going to at the time. And so, and that was in the new year. And he ended up, um, uh, she ended up coming with me to his funeral as well. And so now we're in 2018. It's a new year, and it's like top of the year. God gives me a chance to break the cycle, and obviously never broke the cycle. And uh, 2018 comes. Now we at it again. Her birthday comes. I am definitely spoiling her on her birthday. Um, you know, just got a hotel, just did, you know, X, Y, and Z, went to the spa, and just really enjoyed ourselves on her birthday. Spoiled her per usual. My birthday comes around. At that time, she did not... We wasn't even talking. We wasn't talking. And she celebrated my birthday. My birthday in 2018 with Sharon. Like, legit. They was together on my birthday. How trash. Like... But here it is. We going through the same thing again. Like we had another little meetup. Um, at this time, I started working at the hospital in March of 2018. Excuse me. I still have this nasty cough. <coughs> I ended up working at the hospital. Um, I got hired at the hospital for um, St. Mary's Hospital. And that was in March. I was the same company that Sharon worked at. And it made Ashley extremely uncomfortable because she's looking at me in the same work uniform as Sharon. And so it made her extremely uncomfortable. And she was like triggered, as you would say. And so it was like she's going back to the whole, oh, you trying to be like her, blah, blah, blah. She hated the fact that I worked for this great company. And so um, 
at this time, she was living um, at her aunt's house, but she was pretty much at the house to herself. And so, you know, we will always go over there. And I say we because not only I, but obviously I, I was peeping that Sharon was going out there too. And so, you know, I'm getting off work and I'm going straight out there and I'm spending time with her. And so is Sharon doing the same thing, like getting off work and, you know, being with her. So it's just, it was the same cycle being repeated. No matter where Ashley was, no matter what, where she lived, you're going to find both of us there just on different days different times but she's spending all of her time with me and spending all of her time with her she wasn't with me she was with her she wasn't with her she was with me and so you know found that out and I was hurt I was crying and I was just completely distraught and then you know my birthday comes around she spends my birthday with her and, you know, as you can see, it was a never ending cycle. Like, you know, I'm looking on Instagram and Snapchat and when Sharon's birthday come around, you know, Ashley is completely spoiling this girl. But then she always wanted to claim that she loved me, was in love with me and wanted this and wanted that with me and then she'll go through her no I don't want it with you you childish you immature you this you that and it was just like a bipolar phase like a never-ending cycle and it only she will only trash me when she wanted to make when she thought things was working out with her and then she would only love on me when she knew things wasn't working out with her like so it was like it was annoying it was completely annoying she would like to say like you know this is you know I'm single I can do what I want to do if I want to be with her I could be with her if I want to be with you, then I'm going to be with you. And, I mean, obviously, we was taking it. <laughs> like, we was taking it. We claim, we claim it, we so tired of it, but we was taking it. Like, and it was exhausting. And if you guys are listening to this still, like, I'm sure you guys are exhausted. Because I'm thinking about it, and I'm just exhausted with this story because but this was my life this was my life I knew nothing other than her nothing that I knew nothing other than going into 2018 bringing in the new year I brought it in with her so I thought it was super special because she ran me a bubble bath and you know with the candles and cooked me dinner and then we are on the rooftop downtown LA looking at the fireworks and bringing in a new year together the next day we did some shopping and guess what <laughs> she's sitting here texting Sharon talking about some oh I miss you I wish I was with you you look so beautiful because I guess she was sending her you know videos and pictures and she was like you look so beautiful I wish I was with you and I find I found all this out obviously like later in the year but it's just like dang like really really like you gotta be sick in the head like I used to say this like I'm like what is wrong with her like she has to be sick why are you like 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 you get a fetish out of this or something like is this something that 
Like, I don't know what it is, but I just used to be like, you got to be sick. Because she would, like, legit lie. She would lie so, so, like, she just was a... Uh, what do you call that? Like a pathological liar. Like, and I just did not understand why. And it's just like, but you know, obviously I, what make, I mean, I'm not a liar, but I mean, like I kept falling for it. Like I've chose to deal with this and no matter how many times I kept saying I was done, I kept saying I was through. I just kept going back to her. I kept going back to her. And it was kind of like on some because I don't want her to have her. Like, that's like legit. I was on some, I don't want her to think she won. And it was this post that I seen on the shade room the other day about that. And I was just like, wow, that's extremely relatable because I went through that. Like, I'm like, I'm going to rather deal with her crap because I don't want her to be with you. I don't want you to think you won. Like, that was my mindset at the time. Like, but mind you, I still liked Sharon. Like, it's weird. Like, the moments when I wasn't talking to Ashley and I wasn't dealing with Ashley, I was somehow talking to Sharon. And... I genuinely liked her like I did but my heart and my spirit and my soul was connected to Ashley and I mean it was like like I said everybody's exchanging spirits because you dealing with her you dealing with me and her spirit is interchanging with your spirit and then your spirit is interchanging with my spirit which means all your spirits that you carrying including hers is interchanging with my spirits too so now i got her spirits and your spirits and she got my spirits and your spirits and you got your spirits her spirits my spirits and whoever else you want to deal with so it was just like it was oh it was a mess and so 2018, you know, going through the same cycle, I think we probably had one group meeting again, <laughs> like again in 2018, because I was at work one day and y'all like she took all my energy, like my energy was snatched from me because I was doing the most like y'all want to talk about some Joe Goldberg like let me tell you and don't even think that my Joe Goldberg ever stopped at like just social media like I was doing them drive-bys like I was doing drive-bys I was doing pop-ups I was doing I was doing all of that like legit and so um I was at work one day and she wasn't answering her phone. She wasn't answering her text messages. And so I'm calling her phones off. Phones off, not answering nothing. So I'm sitting here like, yo, what's going on? So I'm at work and I'm having an anxiety attack. I'm going through it because I'm like, she's not answering her phone. Went on my lunch break and I call her. Her phone just so happens to be back on. And I was working night shift, so it was like 12, 1 o'clock. So obviously she cut her phone off. And I'm going to tell you why. So her phone's on. She answers the phone. 
I'm like, where you been? Like, I'm <laughs> anxiety had no chill. Like, I'm going off. Where you been? Why your phone been off? Blah, 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 blah. And she was like, oh, like, she now she got to a point where with me, because I used to, we used to have this thing, like, this truth thing, like, oh, let's be honest. Like, just be honest with me for a change. And so I used to be like, I'm a big girl. Like, you tell me the truth, I'm going to do what I want with it. And so... She got into a point now where it's just like, okay, if I just tell her I hung out with Sharon today, she can't be mad because I told her and I was being honest with her, right? And so she was like, oh, me and Sharon went to the movies and, you know, we hung out or whatever. So that but your phone was off. Like, why was your phone off? And so it just, it was not sitting right with me it just it was not like I just I couldn't like I ended up leaving work I couldn't even be at work I was hot I was mad um and I just couldn't do it and so I think we heard I believed her little story that she told me but it was another time like it was really interfering with my job like and so like my work ethics was just poor because I'm over here going through it about her and so one day one day I was at work and something was iffy something was off I left work early got on the freeway drove all the way to Woodland Hills and I was sitting there. I had to wait for somebody to come out the gate. So I went inside the gate. I was looking for Sharon's car because I'm like, if I see her car, it's the wrap. So um, I waited till somebody came out the gate, went inside. Then I had to wait for somebody to come out the little apartment gates. So I went up, knocked on the door. Nobody was answering the door. I'm banging on the door. Nobody's answering the door. So I drove from Willow Hills to downtown LA because I'm like, okay, this is probably the another location that she's at. So, and I'm like looking, I'm looking for the car. I didn't see the car. And so, oh my goodness. Wait. So that whole, wait, pause. Going back to where I said I went on my lunch break and she was like, oh, I was with her, blah, 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 right? So, for some reason, for some reason, I'm sitting here. I'm like, no, I'm not. This ain't sitting right with me. I pulled up to her house, and I was sitting downstairs outside, just peeping, just lurking, just lurking in my car, waiting for me to see something out of the ordinary. It's like 2, two o'clock in the morning. I'm calling her phone, blowing her phone up, blowing her phone up. She wasn't answering the phone. So then, um, I was just sitting there and next thing you know, I see Sharon's car pull in the driveway, um, of the apartment complex. And so I'm hot now. So I skirt pull up and I'm blowing her phone up. She answers the phone. I'm like, why am I looking at Sharon's car right now? She's like, what are you talking about? I was like, why am I looking at Sharon's car right now? She's like, where are you at? I'm like, I'm downstairs. Why are you downstairs? It's 2 o'clock in the morning. And so apparently Sharon was going through it, having anxiety, and needed to talk to Ashley too in person. So here it is, like ironically how God works. And so she comes downstairs and now we having a whole nother ponderosa again because it's just like how like how is this even she was like you know i guess sharon wanted to come and talk to her i needed to talk to her like i couldn't do it like i was just going through it and i'm sitting here like you know you want to sit here like what did you do like 
you you saying you went to the movies, your phone was off. It that was iffy to me. So we excuse me, we're going through all of that again. But what changes? Nothing. And so I ended up driving off um because you know it was going it was getting to a point where me and Sharon is yelling at each other because or I'm yelling because I'm just like you know like it's now me and her and it was just too much like it was just so much and you know Ashley's trying to hold me back because I'm hot I'm ready to fight you I'm ready to fight Sharon I was not caring that night because I'm just like y'all got me messed up period but then I'm looking back at it I'm like I had myself messed up because like look what I got myself into and so yeah fast forward so went to the location that we was just at went to the other location and found my way I went I'm looking in the um the garage to see if I see old girl's car like it was like two levels um of the parking garage before you can go up to the apartments and so I'm walking down each and every aisle to see if I see her car because I'm like something's not right and so oh because she gonna tell me that she was on her way she was on her way to Vegas I'm at work and Ashley gonna tell me she on her way to Vegas with such and such and so I was like well who you going with and she tried to play me and wasn't trying to tell me who she was going with and so I was looking like you you trying to play me like no who was you who you think you finna go to Vegas with and so that's why I ended up leaving work and doing a whole little drive-by because I'm like you trifling you 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 finna leave and go to Vegas with Sharon because she's done that before she came to my house one day a few years ago i think this was 2015 she came to my house and she had a new backpack like and i knew it was a backpack that i didn't buy so i'm like where'd you get this backpack from and she was like oh i bought it blah 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 and she was like i bought it in vegas i was like well when'd you go to vegas and she was like Oh, I went, you know, I just did a turnaround trip. So I go and I look on Snapchat. I mean, not Snapchat, I look on Twitter and I seen Sharon had went to Vegas. And so she lied and swore up and down that they didn't go together. But come to find out later on down the line, they definitely went together. And that was something and that was a backpack that Sharon had bought for her. And so literally legit, like that's how deep it was, because like if she came around with a new pair of shoes that I know I didn't buy, like, I knew that Sharon bought them for her or any form of clothing, whatever it was. Like, it was like we was taking care of this girl, buying her everything, anything she needed. She didn't have to want for nothing. And it was like a competition because it was just like, well, I'm going to get it for you. I'm going to get it for you. I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to pick you up from work. I'm going to do this. And, you know, just as long as she not doing it, let me hurry up and get it. I don't care what time of the night it is. Two o'clock in the morning, you need a ride. Oh, let me get up and go because if you call her, I'm be pissed like it was it was competitive like I had to have one up on her she had to have one up on me like that's how it was and then and it's sad to say that like it's so sad to say oh I'm gonna go and I'm gonna have lunch with you on your lunch break and if I miss a day with from not going and having lunch with her excuse me (coughs) if I miss a day and I'm not having lunch with her on that day I'm gonna assume you having lunch with the next female and the next female is obviously Sharon. And so, and, and come to find out, like, lo and behold, like, legit, whatever days I was not having lunch with her on her lunch break at work, she was definitely having lunch with Sharon. And so, she'll be like, what's wrong with just having lunch? If, like, 
come on like you gotta be kidding me and so she told me she was going to vegas and i'm like you trying to play me so i'm you know on my joe goldberg and i'm lurking through the parking garages and so i ended up getting in the elevator and i knew the i knew the code so i put in the code went to the door knocked on it she answers the door she's hot because you know the owner of the house could have opened the door and it could have just been some stuff and mind you it was late it was late in the morning and i was being mad disrespectful don't care you know, at that well, at that moment, I didn't care because my anxiety it just had no chill. It was just like on go, and so she starts blowing my phone up. She starts cussing me out and like ready to fight me um, because I disrespected, you know, the house that she was living in, and she didn't want to talk to me. She called herself being dealt with me, but how done was you really? Because obviously we were still in cahoots with each other. Like, after a while, after she calmed down, probably a couple of months went by. Even though within those couple of months, we was talking here and there, she probably finally let it go, you know, just later on down the line. And so, whew, I think we're getting towards the end of the year, 2018. Um, um, and it was just, you know back and forth um you know we seeing each other um us not talking and me talking to Sharon and you know whatever the case may be December comes and um I brought in the new year at church and so I was anxious to see where she was gonna spend her new year she ended up spending the new year with um Sharon's family but me and Sharon was in the same facility on New Year's because it was at church and she was making her way back into church and so um she's at church and we ended up bringing in the new year at church um and oh Pause. Let me break break it, break it down. December comes. December is the moment where God was like, I'm done playing with y'all. Period. I'm done playing. I'm done playing with you. Like that was it. God is now stepping in. He is forcing his hand in all of this. Um and so December, um, I want to say December 12th. Or December 8th. Really far apart in the dates. But we gonna say it was December 8th or December 12th. One of them. Um, I was at church. I really need to figure out what day that was. Wait, pause. Okay, so I was completely wrong. It was December 9th, which was a Sunday. And um, at the time, we had like... 30 services at church well we had a 7 a.m a 9 a.m a, a 10 30 11 o'clock a.m service it was one of them i think at the time it was 11 o'clock still and then we had a five o'clock service and so i was at church that whole day ministering in the choir and so um that night it was like a worship service and so for five o'clock service and so it was real small real intimate for some reason so i ended up going to the worship service and my pastor had asked about 
you know, whoever wants to receive the gift of tongues, like basically come to the altar and ask God for it. Like, you know, the boy says, asking you shall receive the Lord, will give it to you. And so I'm like, well, I definitely wanted to receive that gift. So I went down to the altar and I just started praying. I started asking the Lord to fill me up. And, you know, I'm just, it's just me and God, you know, we already had went around, you know, the church and we worshiping God and we just in praise and worship and more so worship in prayer so it was, no it was a prayer and worship service so we're praying and we're worshiping praying and worshiping so going down to the altar i'm praying worshiping god i'm praying asking god to give me the gift of speaking in tongues and then you know next thing you know the lord just started filling me up filling my spirit up and so i began to start speaking in tongues and so i'm like on the floor slain in the spirit letting the lord fill me and he's filling me like he's legit like this is now me getting birth spiritually um like getting baptized of the fire like the lord is now doing something new within me and so i'm like out slaying a spirit speaking in tongues and that night was just crazy within itself i am now i got up and you know the elder of the church and you know my pastor at the time noticed that I had the gift of seeing. I was now seeing spirits. I was seeing things on people, but I was still just speaking in tongues. Like I was speaking in tongues that whole night. It was just crazy. And so um I came home. My sister was like, yo, like what's going on? Like it was just so much. Like I was speaking in tongues and I was in the spirit and it was crazy. And so after that I was legit scared because you see people like speaking in tongues. You see people, at, you know, oh, I hear God saying, I heard God saying, and I never experienced that. Like I said, I was going to church, I was doing my thing, and I was not applying the word to my life. I got to 2018, and legit, I was getting more and more just tired of the situation, tired of everything that I was going through. And at this point in my life, I just wanted to be a different woman. And in 2018, that's where Elegance became her, got birth. You know, Elegance became her, was born in August. And so leading up to that, probably, yeah, after my birthday, um, I definitely was just on a journey of self. I wanted to be a different woman. I wanted to be a different person. And so I was reading books. Um, my first, The first little self-care book I wrote, um, that I was reading was uh, the self... How about I say the self-care sessions? Um, it was called The Self-Love Experiment. And I loved it. I was reading the books. And, then I, and, you know, I could tell, like, looking back, I could tell God was definitely, you know, doing something within me. But, again, of course, I wasn't really paying attention to that. Like, I really wasn't even noticing that, like, that was how God was moving within me. But it was just I had that strong urge and desire to just change and be a different woman. And so I um, started reading the self-love experiment. It was speaking to my heart. And I'm in my notes. And I'm going to Bible study. And now I'm at a point in my life where I really wanted to start applying the word to my life I was tired of the games I was tired of everything that I was going through it was just a done deal for me and so um the self-love experiment which was really great um I'll definitely um 
link the book why am i talking like i'm on youtube um but it in the description you know in the podcast description i could definitely uh leave you guys the title and the author and you guys could definitely check that book out but it was really great it had little um uh, like um interactive um questions and stuff for you to like really dive deep into yourself and so um that's what I was doing I was in my notes daily like writing in my notebooks now I'm getting my notebooks I'm like I really just want to be a better person and so that's what I was doing and then of course August comes and I birthed um elegance became her and I really was like you know if I'm gonna do this I gotta like really do the necessary work within myself and get myself together so now I'm going to church and I'm applying the word to my life more and I'm changing I'm letting things go I'm not really hanging out with people I used to hang out with not really going places I used to go I'm legit doing like surgery on myself real quick like before God even intervened and like revealed himself I thought it was just me and so December comes and again now I'm like being rebirthed spiritually and so after that day I was legit scared because I literally was like going through the worst spiritual warfare that I could ever experience like I couldn't sleep like I already dealt with sleep paralysis and so like the spiritual warfare of me trying to discern my voice God's voice and the enemy's voice and the enemy was definitely taking over because I was legit scared the last two weeks of the last two weeks of 2018 I ended up going I went to go stay with a really great friend of mine's um which she was in relations to Ashley um it was Ashley's sister um and me and her was extremely close and so I ended up going to stay with her I ended up leaving my house um because my house was getting a little bit chaotic for me um and it was just a lot like I said it was a lot of spiritual warfare going on in my house and so I felt like me leaving for a couple of weeks you know was gonna like do something which it definitely did um my sister she got the house in order when I left um and I kind of went on my own little journey. Um, but um, just like that. So as I'm going to, as my sister's going to drop me off at, you know, my friend at the time's house. I had my Bible <laughs> and it was on, it was open to Isaiah 54, 17. It was open. It was on the dashboard. So we go to Mr. Fry's man and we go get some fries and we come back in the car and the bible pages is flipped to a specific passage and i'm sitting here and i'm like what like who did this like it wasn't the wind it wasn't nothing so we freaking out right because we like yo what's going on like this is creepy and when i was reading the scripture it applied to my life like god was speaking directly to me like you would think from like a worldly point of view you would think it was like on some paranormal activity type stuff but this was legit on some holy spirit type stuff like and now we're getting into deliverance as you can see because like i said i'm going through self-work and i want to now free myself from what i was going through the past four years i was done i was over it and now god is beginning to intervene and god is getting ready to send me through my deliverance and so 
Um, I was just, I was done. And so, oh, okay. So I was scared. Like I was freaking out because it was just, yeah, it was just scary to me. And so, but I'm reading, I'm just like, well, dang, I'm like, okay, well, Lord, if you're trying to get my attention, like stop scaring me. (laughs) Like I used to tell that to him all the time. Like you, all you doing is scaring me away. Like this is not making me want to stay. Like this is not making me want to pursue, you know, I don't want to say pursue God, but I mean, I mean, yeah, if you keep it 100, that was my thoughts. Like, this is not making me want to pursue you. You're scaring me away. Like, you don't just wait till we get out the car and flip some pages to get my attention. Like, you definitely got my attention, but I'm pretty sure it's another way that you could have did it. Like, so anyways, she drops me off. I'm there for like a week and um, I'm there for like a week. I ended up going to see, um, Eric, no, I think Eric Bellinger had a concert, but I don't think it was that time I went, oh no, I lied, yes, I did, Eric Bellinger had a show, and I ended up going to see Eric Bellinger that week, I believe, but I was so terrified to go to sleep, like, because I felt like every time I was going to go to sleep, I was going to have sleep paralysis. But my attacking was only at home. So when I was at um, <laughs> when I was at my friend's house at the time, yeah, I almost slipped up. When I was at my friend's house at the time, um, I, you know, I was able to get some sleep. Finally, I just was able to like get myself to get some rest. And so then I went from her house to the next friend's house, which was the which was Ashley's best friend slash sister, ended up going to her house for the last week of December. And I'm like, I know I have to get back to LA by New Year's Eve because I need to be at church because we're ministering a song, we're singing, and I want to definitely bring in 2019 at church again, Um, which I did. And so um, got back to LA and I was with Ashley for the holidays in 2018. I was with her for the holidays. Um, and I mean, I guess, you know, dad, well, I call God dad, but, um, he was definitely like, you're going to get this little last little bit of you out, but 2019 I'm snatching you. Like, So I spent the holidays with her and, you know, the family, um, we was out there, uh, where we was and we was together. We enjoyed the time, but the, I want to say it was like right before new year's, we got into it real bad. Um, because I was asking her questions and she was just beating around the bush. And so I ended up having a real bad anxiety attack that night. And again, per usual, every time I have an anxiety attack, even throughout the year, she never took my anxiety attack seriously. Like, she swore up and down. That was just something else that I was just trying to get attention for. Or, you know, I was only having anxiety because Sharon has anxiety. Like... 
But lo and behold, then she ends up revealing to me that she has anxiety and that she be having anxiety attacks. And she didn't want to tell me that because she knew that she was always bashing me about my anxiety, but she was suffering from anxiety too. So it's just like, okay, whatever. But she didn't do anything and I'm in a corner, I'm crying, I'm going through it, having anxiety attacks. She's yelling at me, getting upset. And so like that was just that was after the holidays. That was after Christmas and stuff. And so then um it was more like little small drama going on. And so then finally get back to LA. Um and right when we got back to LA, I come home and guess what? She goes to Sharon's house. She's with Sharon. Uh well, Sharon's family, because like I said, we both was at, you know, church on new year's eve and so i'm there and so after we get done singing and the parent you know my pastor at the time is getting ready to um preach um and we's already in the sermon now we're already in a shouting session we brought in 20 uh 2019 we going through it we crying i have a direct clear view of um sharon across the sanctuary and I just kept hearing you know go hug her and I'm like well maybe I'm tripping because mind y'all I told you like I've been going through a real bad like spiritual warfare trying to discern my voice God's voice the enemy's voice and um it was just it was just tugging at me tugging 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 and so I went over there and um I hugged her. We hugged and it was just like a shift happened. I hugged her. We said happy new year and stuff. And so we was together the rest of the service. Um after that, me and Sharon started texting. Um and this time our interaction with each other was not because of, oh, I need to link up with you. I need to tell you what Ashley did this time. Or is Ashley messing with you? Or was this about Ashley? Is she doing this again to us? It was through a different encounter. It was a godly encounter at this point. And honestly, it wasn't our first godly encounter, I want to say, because in the beginning of 2018, which like I, which is like I said, when I said, <laughs> what, <laughs> what did you just say? Okay, no, um, because, um, you know, a little bit earlier, I said at the top of the year, it's like God gives you another chance to break the cycle and you don't break the cycle because in the beginning of the year, well, I mean, at least I didn't break the cycle because at the beginning of the year, Eric Bellinger had a concert and I love Eric Bellinger to death. That is my bro, like legit. That is my brother. Gotta get him on these podcasts um, soon. So, um, I will, we was at an Eric Bellinger concert. I was there. She was there. She went with, I believe, um, I don't remember who she went with, but she was there. We wasn't too far away from each other. And so, 
um, at the end of the concert, we walking out and I spoke to her and I said hi. And she said hi back and we hugged. And um, later that evening, I texted her and we was texting and we was having heart to hearts, like legit, like to the point where we're crying um, just because it's so unfortunate the things that we were going through when it comes to Ashley. And so we would have heart to hearts and, you know, we'll be like, we have to break this cycle. We have to like, you know, just stop like and let that go. And then obviously, you know, it didn't work out that way, unfortunately. And so here it is, the end of the year, beginning of the year, it's the top of the year, and here it is, here we are again, um, you know, at this place, top of 2019. And so we was rocking strong, like, like I told y'all, she's an amazing woman. And so we go in, we text in, you know, and at this point, we it's kind of like Ashley's out of sight, out of mind to us. And so we just never mentioned her in our conversations at all. Like we legit, we talking about God, we talking about, you know, just us, we, we, you know, doing our thing. It even got to a point where we was hanging out, going out places. Like we was legit friends, like legit friends and so but in the back of the in the back of our heads it's like I know you still have a connection and you're still talking to Ashley I'm still having a connection I'm talking to Ashley but I'm not talking to Ashley like like I was flirting anymore and I'm gonna tell y'all why because January comes the top of the year God is speaking to me. God spoke to me heavy. Like, I still have the note till this day. And he was telling me, like, I'm on an assignment. Like, you need to, you know, cut that off. No more sexual involvements with Ashley. No more. You got to be celibate. You this. You Everything in your life is changing from here on out. Your family is depending on you. It's so much that's getting ready to happen for you. And you need to get in order. You need to get into alignment. No more games. I'm done playing. Like And so it was just so much. And so now I'm in a battle. Now I'm in a battle of walking and you know spirit and in truth doing what god is calling me to do but i wasn't ready to like let my lifestyle go i wasn't ready to just stop honestly we're just gonna keep it 100 because i really wasn't really doing anything like that like i wasn't going out like that and stuff like i wasn't ready to fully let ashley go I just wasn't ready. Like, although we was like rocky just because, yeah, I don't know. We was just rocky. And, you know, January, we kind of got into it because she was, I still knew that she was just being her. I mean, but like, I'm in a battle between God and her now. Like, 
legit because like I said I'm starting to apply the word more to my life and but it's still like I still want to be in my mess meaning be in my mess with her and then mind you I'm talking to um what's the name I gave her Sharon I'm still talking to Sharon at the same time you know developing a friendship with her and so it sounds a little messy but bear with me because I like I'm about to clear it all up so Although me and Sharon was texting after the New Year's Eve service, we were talking for like a good week. And so, but it was like here and there, like little random text messages. And so Ashley could tell that something was up because I was being a little distant with her because you know, she could tell, like she, she, she knew when something was up because obviously Sharon must've been acting a certain type of way. I was acting a certain type of way because obviously me and Sharon are talking. And so, um, she could tell that something was up. And so I basically ended up telling her that I have been talking to Sharon. And so she did not like it. She, despised it so much and it was just like she was trying to play it off as if it wasn't bothering her but it's bothering you because you know if me and her is linking up and we together and if we really just start talking you it's gonna be more stuff that's gonna come out about the foul things that you're doing and so she could not stand it and she was like well you know it makes me uncomfortable you know I don't like it and you know just being manipulative per usual and it was kind of working um but again uh I still know that I have this note you know, because I heard God and he was speaking to me knowing that there's things that he needs me to do when it comes to his children. And, you know, at the end of the day, these two are still his children, Ashley and Sharon. And so and Sharon, she has um, an anointing on her life and she, too, was going and is going through the breaking free stage where she just wants better for her life. And, you know, at that time last this, you know, around this time last year, you know, that's, you know, things that we were talking about. And so, you know, she's going through her phases and her emotions and, you know, in the back of my head, I know what God, you know, was telling me, but now I'm just trying to move according to God, but I'm also in a fight between, doing what God is calling me to do and then, you know, letting it go. It's, um, you know, letting it go or, you know, just keep involving myself with Ashley. And so, um, me and Sharon was like on a hiatus. We wasn't really talking like that just because just, we was giving each other space. We like, it's a new year. We just need time to think and breathe, but I'm still over here. Like now I'm torn between, you know, developing and building with Sharon and you guys will never understand, but <laughs> like, you know, well, I mean, it's only because, you know, like one, like I told you guys throughout the years, I still thought she was a great person, you know, and then here it is. God was speaking to me when it came to her and I know it was God because later on it was definitely confirmed, um, you know, down later on down the line. So 
yeah, if y'all want to sit here and try to be like, well, what if it was just your flesh or your desires? Like, no, God was legit speaking to me because, you know, he speaks and he confirms. And it was definitely being confirmed, like, just through the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit was moving. And so, um, yeah, so, but me and her was, like, on a little hiatus. So, we'll talk one minute, then we won't talk the next just because, you know, you know, she doing her thing, I'm doing my thing. And um, we obviously still had Ashley in our lives. And so, um next thing you know you know god was really on me about celibacy and just not <laughs> falling into none of that stuff with her and so i end up falling into that stuff with her and um i told her about it like i told her the things that god was telling me and she was you know being supportive i guess quote unquote and next thing you know i'm pulling up before I go to rehearsal and I'm pulling up on her cause she was around the corner from the church and I'm pulling up on her and I'm hugging her. And then I'm like, Oh my gosh, like I want a kiss. Like give me a kiss, give me a kiss. And so the more I kept seeing her and then obviously we fell into the pit and, um, we was having intercourse in the beginning of the year. And it was just, it was bad. And I'm going to tell you how it was bad because one night, okay, wait, let me back it up just a little bit because although me and Sharon was talking here and there, like I said, I was going through a constant battle between following God, detaching myself from Ashley, and then still trying to develop um, a, a, a covenant with Sharon just because of what God has told me and so we would talk on and off and then one night I was just going through it like I was going through it I was having anxiety because I'm just like I really need to let you go like I really just need to let you go I don't need to do this with you anymore and um, one night I was in the car, it was raining, raining so bad. And, um, this had to be around like February-ish because me and Sharon, actually, I think we went out one time, like we hung out, we got ice cream. We had got ice cream and we were talking and, um, I had mentioned like some of the things that God has spoken to me in regards to Sharon um but I said it real generically and when she basically confirmed what God spoken to me without me having to say God spoke this to me I automatically knew it was a confirmation from God and so I was just going through it because I'm like I really want to be this girlfriend and it's just like I really just want to let her know that I am like being completely open with her just about you know, my moves, I don't want you to think that, you know, I'm just moving funny, you know, or whatever. I don't, my time frame might be a little off, but like, it was off. And so, um, like, it's just off. Oh my goodness. And so, um, one night I was, um, in the car, it was raining super bad. And so I had told my sister, I'm like, Oh, yeah, like, I'm about to go meet up with um, Sharon and Ashley. We finna have another Ponderosa, right? 
lying like just completely lying and I, and I was and I was saying that because um my anxiety was already through the roof because that day me and Sharon actually went out to dinner um she had got off work and she came and she picked me up from my sister's job and we went I knew we was I think we was gonna go to the mall we never ended up going to the mall we just ended up going to go grab some food and so we went we grabbed some food and we're talking and we she ended up sharing some information with me that like triggered me it kind of broke me and of course it had to do with um Ashley and so um it like triggered me it kind of broke me a little bit and so um we ended up like riding around and we talking and so we was being real messy this night like she told me to call Ashley and say something so I called Ashley and I'm pretty much like yeah I want to make it work with you I know I said this but I really want to be with you like playing games with her because like I told you guys and like I told her like I was trying to really detach myself from her just because of you know what God is doing in me and so I started telling her that she was like you lying like I don't want I don't believe you I don't believe you so then she kind of like fell in the trap and was basically like you know like falling in the trap and I got her on speaker Sharon's listening we just being like real messy and so basically everything that Ashley was saying on the phone it definitely ended up getting to Sharon because Sharon was just like you know you still foul you're still trifling so come to find out was like all types of stuff ended up coming out again just all types of little stuff I really can't remember right now because I would have gave you guys a little bit of more detail in that area but um we ended up leaving um I ended up going home and I'm sitting in the car and I'm like going through it I'm going through it I'm crying I'm like having anxiety so I lied to my sister and I said I'm about to go um you know pretty much have another ponderosa with them and so her discernment and god was speaking to her it was like she's lying and like the conviction was so heavy on me god was like you're lying and so i ended up telling my sister like i'm lying and so my sister was like um i already knew like god already told me you was lying to me and so i ended up telling her like okay i'm gonna go pull up on ashley and she was like so against it i didn't listen to her and god had told me he was like if you go over there you're gonna like get into a really bad car accident like period like you gonna like I'm gonna wipe you off the face of the earth and so I was not like <laughs> listening to what the Holy Spirit was telling me I'm just like blah, blah 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 like I was oblivious to it so sister gets off the car I go over there it's raining super hard and um I was driving so slow and I was starting to get scared so then when I finally got there um I told her to come outside and I was going through it. Like, I had called her. And I was, like, going off on her. And I was, like, I'm going through it. Like, where are you when I need you? You're never there when I need you. And I'm going through anxiety. You're never there. You're always, when she when she's having anxiety, you run to her rescue. But what about me? What about what I, when I'm going through it, you're never there. And so she's, like, well, how can I be there for you? How can I be there for you? She's, I was, like, I need you. I was, like, I need you to hold me. I need you to do this. Like, I'm just, like, just going, like, just going left. 
lost. And so I ended up going to her, pulled up. She comes outside and I'm crying. I'm going through it. We get in the backseat. She's holding me and like, you know, like, you know, trying to calm me down through my anxiety. And then, of course, things led to another and you already know what happened. And so she gets out the car after we just was spending time in the car or whatever. Just, oh my God. So she leaves. So I'm on my way back home, literally probably doing like 20 or less miles per hour. And I legit almost got into like five whole car accidents. Like I almost lost my life on my way back home and I was legit scared and the only reason why I even made it home was because my sister was up praying for me praying and covering me that was the probably the only reason why I even made it home because I legit I couldn't see nothing I almost got into all these bad car accidents like I could have lost my life like God told me before I went to go be disobedient so I get home and I couldn't even like repent. Like I didn't even really repent. Like I just went to the altar because I have an altar. I ended up building an altar in my room. Like when I was going through everything and, you know, stepping into the new year, 2020, you know, I was getting a little bit of guidance from my pastor at the time. And, you know, he recommended that I build an altar like legit. And so I built the altar in my room, got my Bible, my oil, just everything. And so um, I just went to the altar and I just... I didn't even repent. I'm just say that. Like, I don't know what I thought I did. I got in the bed. Like, I was shaking, having anxiety, went to sleep, woke up. Remember I told you, like, from a worldly point of view, you're going to think it's some paranormal activity. Woke up. My Bible on the altar was closed, shut. I woke up feeling completely out of place. When I say God took his hand off of me, I felt it. And all I heard was the enemy say, your minds now and I was breaking out I was so scared I felt uncovered like I can just feel it I did not feel God anymore like after that like he was done with me and so my sister she's like why'd you close the Bible I'm like I didn't do that and she's like stop lying like stop playing and she was like really going through it just because like just of everything like spiritually like she was feeling it too and so um she just knew everything was just out of order. And then we already was going through stuff in our household, period, just with our old roommate that we had in our home. And so um, I'm downstairs and I'm shaking. I'm just going through it. And, you know, you know, her being obedient to the Holy Spirit, she comes downstairs, lays hands on me, like with oil, of course. And she lays hands on me and... I just broke and I ran upstairs to the altar and I laid out and I just started repenting and like just asking God for forgiveness to forgive me to just like, you know, I just started asking God for it. And of course, because our God is so good, he definitely forgave me. And I just went through a whole like horrible phase of just learning how to forgive myself because I felt so bad that I disobeyed God so badly that it got to that point. And so like I was at the altar laid out. And so I heard God tell me like, you need to cleanse yourself. And like literally once I 
Like, ask God to cleanse me of my sins, cleanse me of my iniquities, and repent it for what I did. I was in the bed, and I felt sick to my stomach. And I went to the bathroom, and I threw up. And it was like I threw up all the sins, everything that I did the night before. I threw it all up. Like, legit, he definitely did a spiritual cleanse in me the next day. And so... I felt so much better. I felt so much more relieved. And so I'm like, okay, I just legit need to just keep like just detach completely, like detach myself completely. And so um, I just I blocked her off everything. I blocked her. I wasn't dealing with her anymore. And so then I was also feeling convicted because I'm like, dang, like, you know, me and Sharon is definitely building. And here it is like. I just ran and I was so vulnerable and I put myself in a position to fall back into her arms again. Like, it's like I was really in a fight to break this soul tie, y'all. Like, it was deep. Like, it was getting deep. It was, it was deep. Like, and so, like, I'm sitting here, I'm feeling convicted because I'm just like, oh my goodness. And so, me and Sharon, we're talking. And so then, we was like, oh, let's go to Taco Tuesday. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to tell her. Like, I'm going to be honest with her. Like, I don't want no funny business. I'm like, if this is my friend, if this is, you know, you know, my sister in Christ, you know, I'm, I need to, you know, tell her. Because, um, y'all, like, we was legit. We was going to Bible study every Wednesday on Sundays. We are at church together. Like, we really chasing after God together at this point. Like, we was chasing after God. And so, together, like, we was, like, in this, we're, we were in that together. And so, um, just trying to break free. And so... I'm like, I need to tell her. I need to 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 let her know and be honest with her and be open and not hide nothing from her. And so, um, I was talking to my sister and I'm like, you like, you know, I'm like super scared. Like I'm nervous. Like, like I was really nervous to tell her. And so she was like, Well, do it by the altar. Like, so um Sharon ends up coming over once she got off work she got dropped off and so she comes in the house and I had to wait for my sister to come home with the car um so that we can end up going to Taco Tuesday and so she's here and we upstairs and we're in my room and we sit and we talking and we're chilling and um we was by the altar <laughs> and I just use that moment and I'm just like, I need to be honest with you. Like, I need to talk to you. I need to tell you. And so I ended up expressing, you know, to her what happened. And, you know, she took it and, you know, she definitely was like, you know, she was cool about it. She was definitely mature about it. She's definitely a mature person. Like, and, you know, she just, she kind of understood. Just She was just like, because basically, like, that could have been her. Like, it could have been her in that moment. Like, she's been there. Like, she knows. And so, um, you know, it was like a sigh of relief. Now that I got that off my chest, we went, we had tacos, and, you know, we just enjoyed the rest of our night. And we still was, you know, bonding. And so, moving forward, we still going to church. We still making sure, you know, we doing what we do. So, then... March comes, and mind you, I told you that's Ashley's birthday. Neither one of us spent our birth like spent her birthday with her. Like 
it was kind of like and the anxiety behind it was so heavy like even on Sharon's point of view because she's like you know it's kind of like you know it was like who gonna fall back you know like who gonna fall back into that cycle but um you know I did my thing I was with my sister we went shopping and she was you know at home and she was kind of going through it and I knew it and so I was just you know we just keep praying for her like me and my sister just was like kept interceding kept praying for Sharon just because she she needed it like she was in a way tougher spot than me just like just with family ties with her like she was just in a way tougher spot than me and you know I'm not finna go in and you know tell her business this is my story this is my side of the story um but she was in a way tougher spot than me and so me and my sister used to always intercede God used to always you know speak to us in the mornings like God was even speaking to my sister like you know about you know just things that's happening in the spirit and you know when we pray and we reach out to you know reach out to Sharon we'd be so on point and Sharon would be just be like wow like you know thank you guys you know so we was definitely interceding on her behalf she was definitely going through it I was going through it but you know we we good um so moving forward it was like couple of weeks went by my my little brother's birthday is March 16th so leading up until leading up into that um something happened to where I think I was like avoiding God and um something happened to where I was like avoiding God and Ashley's birthday passed and, you know, we doing our thing or whatever. Well, you know, like I was in my zone. Sharon was in her zone. Nobody celebrated, you know, Ashley's birthday with her. Um, and so I ended up having a dream like either the next week, like the following week, I ended up having a dream or two weeks after. And in my dream, um, I was in the bathroom at Sharon's house and Ashley was in the shower and so as Ashley's in the shower I'm in the bathroom as well and Sharon is somewhere in the room and so then me and Ashley end up in the kitchen and me and her is talking like just having a regular conversation, no flirting, no anything. Me and Ashley's flirting and Sharon comes in the kitchen and she's like set tripping on me and her, telling her, telling us to get out of her house, get up out of here, blah, blah, blah. Like she was completely done with us, right? She had, she didn't want anything to do with us. And so, um, I woke up and I wrote my dream down. I'm like, dang, that's crazy. Like, you know, I didn't know what that meant. And so, um, later on, like a few days later or that following week, um, or if you don't know, it was like a few days later, I believe, um, I still have Ashley blocked in real life and everything. And so I'm at my mother's house and I start getting like blocked like blocked numbers uh calling my phone again which I knew it was Ashley and so I'm like what the heck but I kept hearing like answer it and so I answered the phone or whatever and long story short I ended up going oh she wanted to get some closure that was the reason for me like going over there so 
Um, I prayed about it. And so then I'm like, okay, whatever. So I ended up going over there to uh to talk to um to talk to Ashley. And so we talking and she's trying to get closure and then we ended up talking, um, and then we ended up going to go grab some food. Um, we ended up going out to eat. We got some food or whatever, and then I forgot something at the church. So we ended up going to the church, and we went inside, and I was like, come on, like, let's go pray. Like, you need prayer. And so went to the altar, prayed, um, we prayed uh, at the altar. Then we ended up leaving. Um, she needed to go to gra- grab something from the 99 cent store. We went there dro- and like literally dropped her off. But here's the thing. On the way to drop her off at home, mind you, that day, it was no flirting. It wasn't no like intimate interactions with her. Like it was none of that. It was like legit, like just a normal, like time like it wasn't nothing extra nothing more no nothing and so um Sharon ends up texting my phone and she's like oh what are you doing and mind you guys I'm telling you like I'm being honest with her I'm not hiding nothing from her I'm not doing none of that so I said oh I'm uh just left the 99 like i pretty much just gave her a rundown my whereabouts and letting her know that i'm on my way to take ashley home that like set her off completely and she starts lashing out on like she like blocks me or starts ignoring me and then she's like going like you know oh that's what it was ashley didn't bring her phone Ashley left her phone at her house. And so I'm I'm guessing Sharon was trying to get a hold to Ashley the whole day and wasn't getting a response from her. So she's asking me, what am I doing? And I'm being honest with her and I'm telling her I'm with her. I'm taking her home, yada, yada, yada. And that just set her off. She lashed out. She didn't want anything to do with me. And so now she's like, she's saying she's done with me. And so I was just so confused because I'm just like, like she's saying she's done with the both of us, which was like my dream that I just had a few days prior. And it's just like, I was so confused at first because I'm just like, you're really saying you're done and you didn't want anything to do, but nobody was doing anything. Like nobody did anything. I was being completely honest and Ashley was quite frankly upset with me because she's like why are you so loyal to her why are you always telling her everything do she tell you everything why are you telling her everything you don't have to tell her all everything that you do and I'm like I'm working on a loyal honest excuse me friendship so I'm going to be honest excuse me and so um, I was just confused and I thought about my dream and I'm like wow like excuse me, God showed me this in my dream before it actually manifested in real life. And so I started getting mad and I was like, she acting like I'm actually out here doing this and doing that. And so I was like, pretty much like I was upset. And so then the next week came and I believe that was like my, my little brother's birthday week. 
And so something happened to where I I feel like I was just trying to trying to avoid God and I was just upset and I was just like, you know what? I don't even care. And so again, I'm going through it, going through my battles of like, you know, trying to run away from what God is calling me to do. And I'm like, this is too much. Like it was too much pressure for me. So I was like, I'm good. Like I'm done. Like I don't even care about this. Forget this, whatever. Forget about, you know, the calling on my life and the people attached to my name. I don't even care no more. Like I just want to live my life. I want to be happy. I want to be happy with who I want to be happy with, you know, and she want to assume that I'm just doing. So let me just do. So that's my, that was the childish mindset that I was on. I'm like, I'm gonna just do whatever so ended up falling into a trap again with Ashley excuse me (coughs) ended up falling into a trap again with Ashley I know y'all probably gotta be tired of this but I promise you this time was legit the final time I fell into that hole and so um I think it was at Friday it was a Friday we ended up going and getting a hotel room, and we was together. I was getting sick, too. I was coming out with a cold, but we was together. And, um, of course, you know, things led to another. We was together, and it was like it was like all bets were off that moment. Like, we was together. And then um, the next day, we went to go get breakfast, um with a friend of hers a a certain type of friend but we went to go get um breakfast the next morning it was me her and a friend um and how it even got back to Sharon because it's so that's what I'm saying it's like how God moves it's crazy but everything legit started falling apart like my first event was coming up in april everything was falling apart in my life like um sharon was you know helping me when it came to like planning and decor for the event um but all that went on a hiatus like because mind you she got ghost on me she ghosted me that that night after i um told her I was dropping Ashley off she ghosted me she definitely legit was like not talking to me anymore and so um and so uh while we're at breakfast Sharon's close friend was there and seen us so of course you already know the close friend is gonna hit up Sharon and let him know let her know that she seen us at breakfast And so, um, you know, it just kept adding fuel to the fire things. I was getting into it with my mom that day. Like everything was just legit falling apart on our way to her house. I get a text from, um, Sharon's friends saying, you know, hands off for the event. They're not doing it anymore for the sake of her anxiety and just I'm tired of the game. Just all types of stuff. Saying she's hands off. So now I'm just in the backseat. I'm stressing now and I'm looking at Ashley and I'm like, I told you. I'm like, what part aren't you understanding? Like, God is not in this. Like, God is like... No, like everything is falling apart because I'm engaging with you. What part don't you see? What aren't you realizing? 
And so, um, then the next day, so I got home and wait, first of all, I got home that night and God laced me so tough, so tough, so tough. Like it was, it was horrible. God laced me so tough. I was crying and I still was just, I don't know. Like I had to go to church the next day. I had to minister and I was fighting. Like I was up in that choir stand, unmovable. Like if that even makes sense, like I was in that choir stand just stuck, like convicted. The message of course was definitely convicting me. Like, and I was just fighting. I remember my sister telling me like, she's fighting it. Like, like she was sitting in the congregation, just looking at me, fighting it, like just fighting it. And that's what I was doing. Like I was sitting there just not moving, just blank stare, ready to get up out of here. Just did not care. Like, I'm like, I'm not like, I don't want to hear you, Lord. I'm done. Like I'm blocking you out. Like like that's what I was doing. And so after church, I ended up uh, linking up with Ashley because she ended up going to church that day. And so we ended up uh, walking around the corner to her aunt's house and we was there and I met, you know, her auntie or whatever that lived around the corner. And we was there and we was there the whole day and it was more drama because hello, I'm engaging with her. So, you know, more drama came around, you know, me and my sister getting into it and, you know, it was just everything was falling apart still. And so she actually asked me like, did you want to go to five o'clock service? I was like, I'm gonna go to five o'clock service. Like, forget it. I'm gonna just go. So we ended up going and just right off the back, just God is just coming for me, coming for me. And, um, you know, we go into intercessory prayer and it's me, Ashley, and one of the ministers of the church. And you, the at that church, you're not even really supposed to be praying, you know, hand on hand with the ministers, you know, because they, you know, they doing their ministry work or whatever, you know, during intercessory prayer. And so we all praying. And then after we prayed, I'm sitting there and I'm starting to feel convicted. I'm starting. I'm like, OK, I'm about to run. We got to get up out of here. Like my anxiety's through the roof. Let's go. And so I get up, I walk outside and the minister that we, you know, uh, prayed with, she came out and started prophesying to me. And I was in the parking lot, breaking down, crying because she's sitting here and she was telling me and she did it. And God was so strategic when she came out to prophesy to me because Ashley was standing right there watching everything and hearing everything that this woman was saying to me because God needed her to hear this too. Like, this is not a game. Like God was like, stop playing with me. And so I'm in the parking lot breaking down in tears because I'm just like, oh my goodness. She was like, and so I ended up going back in. Then um, my pastor at the time starts preaching the word and I'm just screaming and hollering and just I couldn't help it. I went down to the altar and I surrendered myself to God. And that was the night that was the night I officially finally said yes to God. And um. I went down there, I surrendered myself to God, and I immediately was repenting. And then I felt myself throwing, having to go throw up. 
went outside to the back of the church because it was trash cans and I was through growing up and one of the ministers was like choosey this day who you will serve choosey this day like and I'm just throwing up throwing up and I just still felt nauseous and then I went into the bathroom and now I'm in the, going through a battle in the bathroom and like I feel it in the pit of my stomach and God's like you need to get her up out of you like I'm not going to force like I'm not going to do it. You need to want this for yourself. You need to choose me. And like I was in there and like I just for, I just I threw it all up and then it was like I felt it. Like it was just like all right, like you know, you chose me and it was like it was different. And so I'm in the spirit now. I'm in the spirit. I'm back, you know, just in the spirit, just you know, back in alignment with God. And um, I was walking around, I was praying around the church and everything. And then I got in the car because I had no choice but to get in the car with her because I was with her and she was, she had to take me home. And so on the way home, like God was speaking through me, like I was prophesying to her and I was telling her, well, God was speaking to her through me, like, and just telling her like you know you're still lying to these women like these two women like and you you you're still being manipulative like he he says so much to her that night really can't even put my finger on it but she was just quiet and she was just like in disbelief and how am I supposed to know half this stuff like I didn't even know half of the stuff that I was telling her if it was even accurate or not it was just the Holy Spirit was just moving God was just speaking and I knew God spoke to me and he was just like, you cannot talk to her anymore. Like, that's it. That's out. It's done. Like, and I was hurt about it because he gave me a number. He was like seven years. And I typically always look for confirmation. And my sister definitely confirmed that. And so I'm just like, oh, like, you know, like, whatever, um, you know, but it is what it is. And so get home, said the final goodbye, which honestly wasn't even truly the final goodbye. And I may explain why um, the final goodbye didn't happen till about May. May was like the legit final goodbye, like on my end at least I didn't even I didn't talk to her at all like till this day still haven't talked to her at all y'all so we almost at the end of the road but um said goodbye to her and that was that now like I'm focused I'm in a different you know little headspace or whatever I'm focusing on just what God wants me to do. Like I said, I officially said yes. I finally just surrendered and said yes to God. Um, as far as me and Sharon, we still wasn't really talking like that. And so um, I think it was a couple of Sundays later. Um, no, let's see. I think it was like the next Sunday or one of them days um, we was at church Um we wasn't, you know, talking, um, me or Sharon, we wasn't talking. Um, and that evening for some reason, like God was speaking. And so I'm sitting here and I was at the altar and I kept hearing God tell me to go pull up on her at her house. And I was like, what? Like, he was like, she's going through it. She's having anxiety. Like go pull up on her.
And I'm like, but what? Like, I just, I was like, mm, what? Like, for what? He's like, a seed will be planted. I'm like, what? Like, because mind you, he's still telling me that Sharon is my assignment. And so, because he's he's trying to get his daughter, um, you know, in alignment with him. And so, you know, he wants his kids, you know, to be in alignment with him. And so, um, I'm like, I told my sister, and I'm like, what? So, I texted her. She never texted me back. And so, I'm just like, I'm going to just go. I'm going to just pull up. And I'm like, if this guy, like, you know, she going to be home. So, I pulled up. I drove to her house. I didn't even see her car. Her car wasn't even there. And so, I just pulled in front of her house. I texted her. I said, I'm outside. And she never texted back, but she walked outside. She got in the car. And I was just like, wow. And so, like, we talked. I definitely, I just started crying. And I was just, I was apologizing, you know, to her because, you know, I I just, I felt bad. Like, I didn't have to go that as far as I did with Ashley no matter how she would have reacted, I'm pretty sure prayer would have changed things around. Um, but instead, it was kind of like I just added fuel to the fire. Um, and so that's just that's just me. Like, and so, like, I was just having a really bad anxiety attack. And so this is where things between me and Sharon started getting a little rocky because, um, you know, she had told me, she's like, I just need space. Like I never said, like, I wasn't going to be back. Like I just need space, blah, 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 blah. Like I accept your apology. Like, you know, I just need space. You know, like this happened way too many times. You know, we keep going through this stuff. I'm like, you're right. So I'm like, okay, boom. Seed was deposited. After I left, I realized I'm okay. A seed was deposited. We got some clarity. We got some understanding. Boom. April's here. The second Sunday in April, it was like April 7th or something. So I don't know if that was the first or second Sunday, one of them. And I walk into church with my sister. And I see her and Ashley sitting together. And I lost my bananas. Like, I was in church having full a full-fledged anxiety attack. Full-fledged, like, could not focus on the sermon. And when the sermon was going, I'm sitting here, I'm hollering at the points that was just on point with everything that was going on. And so, like, and I'm just, I'm having anxiety. And I just, I had a dream. I had a dream beforehand. And it was about, um, it was about Sharon and Ashley pretty much rekindling the flame and getting back together. And that pretty much everything was finna try to they was finna start everything back off from scratch like where they left off like i don't know it was just i had that dream and so what you know when we was at church and i'm having anxiety my sister now church is over i'm sitting there and i just can't think straight can't move could barely breathe and my sister was telling me, like, you know, we might have to go to different churches because this is just the start of 
them again like and i'm like what like and i'm just going through it like i'm like no 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 i'm trying to be in denial and she's like you know like yeah like you know pretty much god was speaking to her too and so i'm just going through it and so as i'm having full-fledged anxiety ashley walks over to me and i look at her and she's like i can't have a hug so here it is. I'm like being tugged, like tug of war between her and just like not doing it. I'm like, what? So she ends up hugging me and she tries to hug me for a long time. And then my sister was like, she tapped me and I like let her go. And, and she was like, you know, it's, it's okay. Like, and I'm just like, I don't know. I was just going through it, having anxiety. So I was hot. Like I was mad. Like my anxiety got the worst of me that day because I end up stepping outside and I start going up. Wait, pause. That's the wrong part. Wrong part. So I was just going through it. I'm just like, I cannot believe this. The day that I had that God had told me to go pull up on her, that was April 8th. Okay, so we was already in April. That was April 8th. That was the day after church. That was, you know, the sermon was speaking or whatever. That Wednesday was a Bible that was Bible study. So keep in mind on that Monday, Sharon told me, you know, she just needs her space, blah, 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 blah. That Wednesday was Bible study. And so, uh, my pastor at the time was talking about assignments and, you know, not giving up. And sometimes you have to apologize for the things that you've done and blah, blah, blah. Just being on point, right? Speaking to me. But obviously, he was also speaking to Sharon and Ashley, you know, in their own way. And so, we all at Bible study together this night. Um, Ashley sitting in front of me. I'm sitting in the middle, like in the middle uh, row, and then Sharon is in the in the row behind, you know, me and my sister. So we're all there, or I don't remember how the seating was, but we're all there. We're getting what we're getting. We ended up leaving. I peeped game as we was leaving. I peeped game, and I noticed that um, Ashley was walking. I left and Sharon was kind of like, you know, tailing or whatever. So next thing you know, she ended up going back around and I'm like, I told my sister, I guess my discernment was going, I'm like, she's going with, you know, she's going to go take Ashley home. Watch. She's going to go take Ashley home. I bet. She's like, well, you know, you shouldn't even be worried about it and blah, blah, blah. But you know, you know, as I'm transitioning, I'm, I'm still affected by these things. And so I'm like, I'm not stupid. I'm not stupid. And so she was like, well, you know, you already know. And so that Sunday comes and then that's when I seen them, excuse me, together. And that's when I was going through it. Like that's when I was just completely hot. I'm like, what? So after the church or whatever, and she had the audacity to come and hug me and then she leaves, they left together I'm still there because I knew I had to be there for five o'clock service. And so my sister left, I guess, so whatever. She said she'll be back. And so I couldn't help it. I started like out my anxiety. I went to the front of the church and I was blowing up 
uh, Ashley's phone. Because, like, I'm like, you really, like, you trifling. Like, that fast, huh? Like, like that's just the mindset I was on. Like, you trifling. Like, that quick? Like, dang. Like, you couldn't even give it a break or a breather. Like, I already, because, you know, I'm on my head. I'm like, <laughs> I'm getting hyped, huh? On my end, I'm like, you know, I already know I said goodbye to her. My final goodbye, quote, unquote. And it's like, boom, here it is. You back in her face again. And so, like, it was like my flesh definitely took over and so i was just blowing her phone up and i'm going off on her next thing you know sharon's calling my phone because she's in the background like what's the problem what's the problem so sharon calls my phone me and sharon are getting into it like we're yelling at each other having a whole yelling match she's like you think i want to be here you think i want to do this you know she apparently she was being obedient to god because god spoke to her on that night of bible study basically was like this girl needs to be your assignment again and so me and her we having a yelling match and then hung up the phone when I went to the altar and I started praying and so I'm like repenting I'm like Lord please help me like and so um I don't know what happened between them on that day but then um Ashley calls me I declined it and right after Ashley uh I guess Ashley had left her already so Ashley tried to call me no Ashley did call me she left me a message like talking about I'm causing all types of mess and all types of stuff but mind you I had a dream about them you know getting back together or whatever and so she was like I'll cause so much mess blah 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 so again apparently one of them left each other they pretty much they were separated so I didn't answer Ashley's call I'm listening to her voicemail and then Sharon calls me back and um I answered the phone and so pretty much we apologized to each other we talked um and that was it for that we apologized we moving forward and you know that was it there so for about the next week we was not really on speaking terms, but I mean, cause things was, it was like we was in an awkward place, but it wasn't like we was buddy, buddy either. And so, um, it was a Bible study coming up and you know, my previous pastor at the time wanted us to bring like our family and you know, the stuff so he could pray over our families and stuff. And, um, she, you know, she was wrecked. I was talking to her that day. I remember and she was like, oh, I'm bringing my family. You know, I'm bringing my sisters and blah, blah, blah. And in my heart, in my head, I'm like, why do I feel like, you know, she's going to bring Ashley? Like, I feel like Ashley is going to be, you know, there with her, you know, part of the whole family stuff. And lo and behold, we get there and she was and, you know, I wasn't tripping, but, you know, when I seen Ashley along with everybody else, I spoke to, you know, everybody that she came with, her sisters and stuff, and I did not speak to Ashley, though, but we were all next to each other, and I could tell it was kind of like an awkward, like, little vibe or whatever, but, I mean, it is what it is, and so, um, I think that Sunday, um, that Sunday came, and, um, I think it was like a, a evening service and you know they was there um Sharon and Ashley and I and my sister and stuff and Sharon's sister and so me and um 
sharing was neighbors and so we're high-fiving each other or whatever the case may be and um Ashley was having anxiety like she couldn't handle it and she like left like she ended up leaving the service or whatever um and so whatever so keep in mind Ashley is still Sharon's assignment and so um yeah like I said we wasn't like we was talking but you know we wasn't like really like buddy buddy like we was and so I was like, you know, when I go through it or when I was having anxiety, like I would reach out to Sharon and, you know, she would definitely help me. Um, but she really wasn't like trying to be there, like be there, be there like she would be if she wasn't, if she didn't have Ashley in her, you know, aura again. And so I guess for Ashley's healing process, she wanted to come and try to get... <clears throat> excuse me she wanted to come and get closure from me again and so mind you I still had Ashley blocked I wasn't talking to her was no communication with her whatsoever and so um and so one day <laughs> I'm at home and I get a text from like unknown number or whatever the case may be and I listened to the voicemail and the voicemail was like I'm outside I'm gonna be outside blah 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 so Ashley then did a whole pop-up in front of my house and I'm just like yo like I was tripping out like what like you doing a pop-up like wait a minute like I couldn't believe it and so um, I was debating and I guess it was a test from, <laughs> from God because, and I failed the test and I went out there and we out there, we talking for hours. We talking for hours. Sharon's calling her phone every four hours that we talk because it was just like, you know, but Ashley would answer the phone. Like it was nothing secretive about anything. Ashley would answer the phone and she let her know, like, this is something that I needed. This is something that I need, you know, for me to move on and to, you know, I just need to gain closure. Like, can you respect that? Can you be there for me for that? And, you know, Sharon, she's having anxiety. She wasn't feeling it. And, like, she was going through it. And she calls my phone. <coughs> Excuse me, y'all. She calls my phone. Sharon calls my phone and uh, she's like, oh, so your anxiety not messing up no more, huh? You good, huh? You good, huh? I'm like, wait, what are you talking about? Like, you have not been trying to talk to me this whole time. Like, you've been so focused on Ashley. So what are you talking about? Like, nobody's hiding nothing from you. Nobody's doing nothing sneaky, grimy. Like, nobody's doing that. Like, we answering your phone calls. You said tripping. Like, her anxiety was, like, horrible. And every time she called Ashley, Ashley was picking up the phone telling her, yeah, I'm still talking to Nikki. Like, I'm still here. Like, I'm. this is what I need. Like, I need this right now. And so the whole time, like, we definitely was, you know, talking and, you know, she just needed closure and, you know, and we was just, you know, we was talking and um, I guess... That whole conversation between us definitely rubbed Sharon the wrong way because then Sharon was just cool on Ashley. Like, cool on Ashley, didn't want nothing to do with her. And 
I felt bad because I'm like, well, dang, like, you know, it wasn't even like that. So then here it is. Now me and her are talking. I was just praying to God and I'm just like, okay, like, can this happen? Like, I, I'm like, this could, we, I can do this. Like, I can be this girlfriend. I can be this girl's spiritual, like, I could be her assignment. Like, I can do this. Like, no strings, no nothing. Like, I'm like, I know I can do this. I know in my heart I can do this. Because at the end of the day, I was viewing it like this girl was still my best friend. Like, regardless of whatever, she was my best friend. Like, our bond was incredible. We was solid. Like, even though, like, if you take out all that relationship crap, if you take out just everything that we've been through, she was my best friend. She was dope. Our bond, like, we had so much fun together, and I would never take that away from her. I would never take that away from our relationship. We had great times. Like, legit, that was my dog. That was my homie. Like, um, same with Sharon. Like, that was my dog. That was my homie. Like, I, till, till this day, I love them, like, and I'm not afraid to say that, and I guess that's just the God in me, because, you know, I can't hate nobody, I can't hate nobody, and so, um, you know, but I, I know when it comes to Ashley, that's just, uh, that's just something I would never, ever want to touch, like, that's just, I'm, I'm, I'm good where I'm at, um, but, uh, yeah, so, um, I was praying to God and I'm like, I can do this. Like, and so I ended up being cool with her again. Um, but it was legit, like no strings, but her heart was so deep and so heavy in love with me. It was like, she couldn't just be my friend. So as we're hanging out, I think we was hanging out for the next two weeks. Um, you know, she came over. She spent the night, but she slept on the floor. I slept in the bed. Um, we definitely prayed at my altar that night. Um, we was hanging out, going, you know, doing karaoke and um, just hanging out like as friends, going to get food and stuff. And it was definitely tough just because emotions it was just like bro like we cannot do this like I'm not falling for you no more I'm not falling for this like you know and it was to the point where I caught I called myself falling back into the pit but it wasn't like in an intimate way like I can't sit here and tell you that we had sex um, cause we didn't, I know we didn't. Um, but one day we was hanging out and I remember Sharon was calling her phone and I got mad. Like I used to get upset because I'm just like, this girl be so quick to cut me off, but be so quick to want to sit and talk to you and make things right with you and you know just and it's just like I don't understand I just did not understand it like I never did nothing like ill will to her like I was always like this always open and honest with her and you 
sat here that day when you popped up at my house, when Ashley popped up at the house, you sat here and you kicked rocks and you dismissed both of us. And you like, I'm cool. I'm good. I'm done. And this is, a, and then here it is. You in her text messages, you in her text messages, trying to link up with her, trying to pull up on her, trying to talk to her. And it's just like, dang, like that day we ended up going on like a drive i think and i remember i got mad because i'm like you sitting here you mad at me because she popped up at my house to talk to me to get closure but you in her text message still trying to link up with her and talk to her but you barely was trying to talk to me when i called you and i was telling you like i need you like i'm going through it i'm having anxiety like looking for a friend you was cutting me off you wasn't trying to talk to me you wasn't trying to be there for me but she pops up at my house trying to get closure unless you know that and it's open about that with you and you still want to sit here and you want to make things right with her. So it's just like, you know, I didn't understand it. So I used to get mad. I used to get mad because I didn't do that. Like, like I, I never lied to Sharon ever. I never lied to Sharon. I was always open and honest with her, you know, even when I didn't even have to be. Like, I was still open out for her because I was just, a, that's just how genuine I am. Like, legit. And in my head, I felt like, I felt, honestly, that we all could have been amazing friends. And I told Sharon that myself. Like, we all could have been cool. We all could have been amazing friends. But, I mean, you know, people got different levels of, you know, different processes, you know, when it comes to their heart and their emotions. Um, but anyways, so now we moving into May, um, and, um, me and Ashley have been hanging out, um, and we kissed one time and the conviction again was just extremely heavy and I just couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I said, that's it. That's it. Every time, every time, like we hung out. Every time I left her, I blocked her. And so then Sunday comes, like, you know, we good. And then every time Sunday comes, she's on the block list. Like, because couldn't do it. Like, I just can't. Like, not, like, I'm, tell, like I'm telling y'all, my battle was so tough. After May, like, legit before my birthday, like, a couple of weeks before my birthday was legit, y'all. We made it to the end. Was the final run with Ashley. That was it. That was all. And that's it. I thought I was going to celebrate my birthday with her last year. Um, but things changed, plans changed. God was like, eh, nope. And that was it. Me and her, our run, our trial, like everything was completely finito. Done. Finished. It was the finale it was like completely done all right with her things was done so then my birthday comes and you know i'm not now i'm not talking to sharon i'm not talking to ashley me and sharon still was following each other on social media and everything but we wasn't talking um or none of that and so um for some reason, 
yeah, yeah. Okay, so we wasn't talking or none of that. I'm doing my thing. Birthday came, everything. God still had me ministering to Sharon via social media. And so, like, because she would look at my stuff. And so it was things that he wanted me to post you know, specifically for her, but in a generic way. So like speaking generally, but it was definitely to minister towards her. And so that's what I was doing. And, you know, God was speaking to me and he was just like, you know, you guys will reconnect. And, you know, it's just like, okay, well, you know, whenever that happens, that happens, you know, um, and I'm just going to keep doing my thing. So birthday came, celebrated my birthday. And then next thing you know, after my birthday, I can't give you a specific time frame. Um, but I, I want to say it was around June because we started back talking in June. And how we started back talking, uh, me and my sister, we had went to church. And I can't remember if it was a Bible study or um, a Sunday night service, but, um, we was seeing Sharon at church all the time. And after church, she will get ghosts. Like, you know, she would just bounce, like run up out the church, like ready to go. Didn't want to run into me or my sister. Didn't want to, you know, talk, speak or whatever. And so after one of the services, whether, I don't know if it was either Bible study or whatever, um, we walk outside and, I see it's it's night time. It's cold outside. I see her standing out there. And so I was going to keep walking because I'm like, I ain't going to speak to nobody who don't want to speak to me, period. And so as I'm walking, getting ready to walk past, she just so happened to look back. And so my sister was already out there. And so I said, hey, you know, she was like, hey, and I'm like, are you okay? And so um, she's like, no. My phone died, and I'm like, dang. So my sister came out, so then they spoke or whatever. And so um, she was like, her phone died. And so basically, you know, we was like, oh, and you know, like, you, you, do you need help or something? You know, you need a ride? And so she was like, yeah, you know. So then, boom, that's how that happened. So ironic, right? And so she gets in the car, and, you know, she was like, I was like, oh, you was trying to run away from us, huh? So she started laughing. She was like, man, she was like, my phone died. She was like, I was going to walk, you know, down the street. And, you know, keep in mind, Ashley Auntie live around the corner. But I'm like, you know, that's those are my thoughts, you know, at that moment. I'm like, mm-hmm, okay, you was going to go over there, but whatever. And so she didn't have her car nothing. So, you know, we ended up taking her home and, um... You know, in that, we dropped her off. We left it there. It was like, you know, whatever God does, he does. And so she ends up group texting me and my sister, just saying thank you. And, you know, because we was talking and stuff. And then, you know, that was how that door opened up again. And so the door opened up. And so now, you know, we're all talking. And so now me and her are, you know, back in each other's aura again and so you know not even mentioning Ashley's name is just completely out of sight out of mind and just me and her we just we vibing we doing what we do you know and 
we was good. Everything was good. Me, her, my sister, you know, and God was definitely speaking through us to her and to her through us. It's just how everything, it was just, it was so effortless. Like it didn't require much effort from our flesh because it was God who reconnected us. And so, um, you know, nobody would never understand me and Sharon's relationship and how we connected and just the things that we talked about in private. Like, we know what we talked about. Um, but the reason why we are no longer um, is because I was having dreams. Um, and as you guys can, you know, as you guys know, my dreams have been manifesting. Um you know, when it comes to, you know, when God speaks to me in my dreams, you know, that's what happens. It just happens. And so we was in the process of, she was helping me plan my next event. Um, cause I had my first women's empowerment luncheon in April of 2019. God is great. It was such an amazing turnout. And so back at it again. So she's helping me you know, planning. And this time, you know, she was super excited and, you know, we were ready. We were getting ready to go look at some venues and everything. Um, but before we get to that, her birthday was coming up. So my birthday passed, her birthday was here. And so we got to her birthday and she was like, we was like, basically me and my sister was like, we going to see like, you know, if we are going to be a part of her birthday plans, um, you know, just because, we gonna see, like, you know, we all supposed to be sisters and stuff, and, you know, we talking every day, like, legit every single day, so we gonna see if we gonna be a part of her birthday plans this year, um, and so, mind you, and I already was, you know, establishing a relationship with her younger sisters and everything, and, um, you know, things like that. Like, they were already getting to know me for me and not the perception they had when we was going through the back and forth and the heartaches the past four and a half, five years of our lives. And so, um, her birthday comes and she's like, you know, oh, I'm going to do this. And then, you know, separately, you know, me, you, and... um Michelle, which is my sister, um, we can all go to brunch and do something else. So we wasn't tripping, no biggie. We understood that, you know, it was some people that in her life that just wasn't fond of me and her friendship. You know, they just wasn't fond of it. You know, they still, of course, you know, are team Ashley, you know, I, in my opinion, I didn't understand why, but I mean, I can't judge. I'm not judging. I'm not doing any of that. You know, I just, y'all heard, y'all heard the story. So it's like, come on now. Like I'm not bad. Like I, I'm not like, but whatever. So, um, she ends up having a dinner party and I got into my Joe Goldberg. I went into my Joe Goldberg and I'm like, I'm going to see if Ashley's there. <laughs> I'm going to see. And on my Joe Goldberg, I went and I lurked and I peeped 
And which was, I definitely was even upset with myself because that's something I let go. That's something I was done with. That was something that I said I wasn't falling back into. So, but I fell back into it. I was looking and lo and behold, I definitely seen Ashley. They were sitting next to each other. Ashley, you know, was right there the whole time. Like, <laughs> period. And I just, I don't, I just shook my head. And I just shook my head because... You know, something was telling me and my sister that they wasn't talking, that they wasn't in communication and somebody opened that door up for that moment to even happen. You know, like just the Holy Spirit, just how the Holy Spirit speaks to us. And so, um, you know, I just was disappointed and but I didn't like press her. I didn't press the situation like I didn't do that, even though I peeped game, even though I seen it, because Sharon never posted anything in connections to Ashley on her birthday, during the dinner. She never posted anything. She was completely and utterly discreet. And that's just the type of person that she is. But there was nothing in regards ever mentioned about Ashley. Nothing. Nothing. And she don't owe me no explanation. No, she does not. But I mean, I, I'm open so I would have said something, you know, just because that's just the type of person I am. You know, and I guess that's why Ashley used to get mad at me because it's just like you want to tell her everything, but she don't tell you everything. And so I peeped it. I seen it. And I just was like, whatever. It is what it is. I never, you know, I prayed about it. I prayed about my emotions and I just prayed, you know, that I just prayed it off. Like I just I, I sought out God and you know, he definitely made me feel better. Um, but then, you know, I just kept having dreams. And, you know, keep in mind, I had the dream about, you know, the first time when I seen them at church together. And so here it is, this door has been opened again. And now they're back in each other's lives. Now they're talking, they with each other, they hanging out. And I was peeping and I, my, my discernment wasn't steering me wrong. So as I'm talking to her, we good. Like, mind you, we good. But my discernment was like off the rockers. Like, I'm like, I am not stupid. Like, I'm not dumb. Like, and so, and then I'm having these dreams, these vivid dreams. And I'm just like, something's not right. Like something isn't right. Like something's going on. And, you know, lo and behold, I just, I couldn't do it. I'm like, you know, I just can't do it. Like it's not a two-way street anymore. And so I just hit her up and I just, I told Sharon, like, this is something I cannot do. This is something that... I can't keep participating in like so you want to keep messing and and dealing and remaining in that situation you know God is calling you to more you know God is requiring you to separate yourself from your environment and certain people and this is, you're comfortable. And that's completely fine. Like I said, we all have our process. But I believe this was July or August, one of them. And that was when I said my piece. And I said my final goodbye to Sharon. And it hurt. It hurt. I think it hurt more than 
me saying goodbye to Ashley. Like, because I could think about all the stuff that Ashley did to me that was just a, a trigger and it makes me upset. And so it's just like, you know, it's easy. I don't know. I mean, they were both some some extremely hard goodbyes. And then I had to start saying not only goodbye to her, but just goodbye to even those who I developed close personal relationships with that are in connection with Ashley. Like I had to say goodbye to them too. And and it hurts. And if you guys just so happen to listen to this and you get this far and you know who you are, I love you so much. And I do miss you guys. And I pray that God is definitely um, doing great things in your life. Um, I had to disconnect myself just be just for my sanity and just because I couldn't be in, you know, just I had to detach myself to any and all things that was connected to Ashley. And, you know, just for, you know, the sake of God, I had to do what God was calling me to do and I had to walk in, you know, my purpose and go after what God says God, what God said was mine. Um, but yeah. And so closing out the year from between August and December, it definitely started my official healing process. And I was devoted to being healed. Like, I'm like, crying every night like my sister was right there wiping every one of my tears like I'm going through all my triggers you know seeing things hearing things music like I was being triggered 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 and I'm crying 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 like every night but I had to give it to God I had to keep running to God I couldn't run to nobody else but God like God made it he stripped me so bad to where I had no choice but to fall and give it all to him and so now when I'm having anxiety and I'm going through it I'm not calling the next person I'm calling on God now when I'm sad and I'm mad and I'm angry and I just want to burst into tears I'm not running to nobody I'm running to my altar and I'm my face is to the ground and I'm just pouring out to God and just letting God thoroughly heal me and fill me up And now I'm going, I'm like, Lord, please deliver me just from my past and heal me from my traumas and my mistakes and the things that I've done. Heal me and deliver me from these people. Deliver me from this desire to be with another woman and just deliver me, Lord. Like I just deliver me from myself, deliver me from my overthinking, deliver me from my anxiety. Heal me, Lord. Like I'm pouring into God and I'm just like, Lord, heal me please please God like I'm pleading at my altar every single night day in and day out pleading pleading for God to heal me and so it was you know it was definitely taking a toll on me and so you know transitioning was tough transitioning into 2020 was tough because I was going through my healing process. So it was causing me to be a little bit inconsistent. Not even a little bit, a lot of it. Like, a lot of bit of of inconsistency. Like, it's like I was trying to focus on my businesses and making sure they're flourishing. 
and then trying to also be there for other people because people tend to latch on to me and reach out to me when it comes to advice or, you know, healing or whatever the case may be. People tend to reach out to me and, and you know, I'm other people's crutch. And so dealing with that, I was still having to try to find myself and still have trying to go, you know, fight this spiritual warfare and believing that God has more for me and that I wasn't um, stuck um, in my past. Like pretty much what I'm really trying to say is like, you know, just I'm truly honestly freed from all that I went through the last five years of my life like and that I'm more than that and I deserve more than that I deserve more than what I was tolerating what I allowed myself to put up with I deserved a better and real relationship I deserved a better you know more equally yoked friendship um, I, I just deserve so much more in my life. And I wanted them to come with me. Like, I'm like, I want y'all to to come. Like, especially Sharon. Like, I, I wanted her, like, you know, like, you, like, come on. Like, you can do this. And, you know, sometimes you have to realize people have their, again, people have their own process their own way of healing and God, you know, they're on a, their own specific timing with God. And so you can want it so badly for other people, but ultimately you have to want it for yourself. And that was my biggest problem. I was putting, you know, the, the people I cared about the most before my own needs, before my own healing process. And so I'm like, I I have to just pour out unto God and stop pouring out unto man. And so now, um, as we are in January of 2020, I honestly can say spiritually and mentally and emotionally, I feel better than I have ever felt in my life. I can honestly say that. I still have my days where, you know, I struggle and I go through and I have anxiety and, you know, or, I, you know, depression tries to creep up on me. But it's for other life issues and not the things that was tormenting my spirit for the last five years. Like, I'm actually just legit going through you know, other real life situations that has no ties to my past. You know, it's just about me keeping, keep, uh, it's just about me moving forward and keep, you know, for myself to keep going and not giving up in my walk and in my journey, you know? And so, but other than that, I'm extremely grateful. And if you guys have made it this far to, um, if you guys have made it this far with me, in this story time and you know walking with me through these last five years i'm not even gonna lie you guys it's definitely been emotional 
um, for me. I've, I definitely took a couple of breaks to just breathe and just, you know, because as I'm telling the story about my deliverance and my process and where I came from and where God has brought me out from and where I'm at today, it definitely got emotional for me. It was definitely, you know, a little bit of um, anxiety going on for me um, just because it's like <laughs> I can vividly see every single situation that I've expressed in this video and honestly you guys it's it was so much more but you guys get the gist of it the my last five years was definitely hectic um, but I'm just grateful for deliverance I'm grateful to where God has brought me. If you guys are wondering if I'm still like attracted to women, no. Um, I do not have that desire to be with women anymore. I do not have that desire to um, involve myself um, in a lesbian relationship. I definitely want to marry um, the man that God has for me, um, a man of God who has purpose. Um, I definitely um, have not given up on love, and that's definitely a blessing within itself because most people shy away from love after everything that I know that I've been through, um, but my heart still beats for love. Like I still desire to fall in love and get married and have kids and, you know, just I'm anxious to, to fall in love. Like, I still love so hard. And that's just what mind blows me. Like, the fact that I still have the ability, like, I'm gonna let y'all in on a little secret. Like, I have a crush on somebody right now. Like, he's amazing. Um, but he's, you know, we're just friends. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's my little secret. I'm not going to disclose any information, but just, just, you know, just that right there goes to show that God is amazing and that God can do such a new thing in you if you let him, if you just open yourself up to God and what he wants to do with you and do within you and let him do the heart surgery, he will definitely make it beat again, even when it feels dead. So don't give up on your journey, but instead keep going. Um, I thank you guys so much just for listening to episode one. This was kind of like an introduction. Um, and so um, just as we continue to flow through this season of Becoming Her, the self-care sessions, we will definitely have more interactive episodes. And I'm so excited for what God is getting ready to do in this next season. Um, and I thank you guys so much for listening. And we are going to close this out with prayer. Oh, gracious and heavenly Father, God, I thank you so much just for um, another day, just waking us up and just starting us on our way. I thank you just for those who are listening or who have listened to this podcast. Um, may you bless them. I hope that, you know, they were able to take something away um, from hearing my testimony um, and just where I came from. I just thank you, God, for deliverance. We thank you just for um, um, just doing the necessary heart surgery um, 
that you do within us and I know there's somebody out there with the you know dealing and going through the same situation that I've went through and I just pray that you remind them to just keep going and to not give up and remind them of their worth and remind them that they are fearfully and wonderfully made and um, that they can do all things through Christ that strengthens them and that you know the plans that you have for them to prosper them and to give them hope and a future and I thank you so much God we love you so much and we still this prayer and our prayers in the blood of Jesus because we know that the blood still works and it will never ever ever lose his power and we thank you God and it is in Jesus mighty and matchless and holy name God we thank you Lord and we say amen and bless God and thank you Jesus out